Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550 the call here on this fabulous Friday afternoon. Glad that uh, you're along for the ride. Ooh. We got kind of a weak signal there from D Down Muska, so we'll try to hold on to it. We're in, uh, we're in the yellows there. Hopefully, we'll have a good group. I'm not sure what's going on, but we'll see what we can bring him in uh, here for his. Uh, Friday extravaganza as well. So uh, lots of good stuff going on. Uh, I don't think that uh, anybody here in the Kiva audience at any point would say that today is a bad day. The overturning of Roe versus Wade is exactly, I think, what uh, each and every every one of us, I think, as conservatives is something that we wanted. I think it's a good time to go ahead and spike the football, um, you know, put the finger in their chest, uh, you know, time to heal scoreboard. Uh, rub it in their face, uh, whatever you want to go ahead and, and do. And I think it, it is an important thing for you to claim the victory here. This has been a long, hard-fought victory, uh, by the way, folks, that cannot be overturned, okay? This is constitutional by 6-3 to three score, um, three dissenters uh, in all of this. Yesterday was another victory. I mean, two successive days. Yesterday, the Second Amendment being held up uh, where you don't have to justify the reason for you needing to go ahead and purchase a gun at never point, uh, no point should you have to go ahead and say, well, you know, I feel like my life's in danger, so therefore I need a gun. You don't have to justify why you need to buy a gun, only that you can clear a background check and that you can get through that. And then today, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, we already knew that this was there, but they're going to act like it. This is, uh, we're taking over their, their country or their rights. And, you know, uh, naturally, the irony is not going to be lost on any of you because the January the 6th versus the what you're about to see in terms of the destruction of property, the continued attacks on uh, on um, life centers and uh, other places that uh, preserve life. I mean, you're going to continue to see this, this type of thing uh, play through. And I got to say, it is a great day for this country. It's a great day for America. And you need to celebrate it. So uh, with that, we are Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV podcasting on Citrus SoundCloud and Spotify. I'm not sure why the Liberty uh, Lovers is the only podcast that's on there. And then uh, apping at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Uh, I spoke uh, at length with people from USA Networks who provide our top of the hour news and continue to give them feedback on it. I thank them profusely for their fair coverage. And I think uh, they have now taken... Uh, what used to belong to Fox News, I think what used to belong, I think even to Breitbart, you know, we see some of the wokeness sort of spreading. Uh, I don't know why there's a real need, unless you stop that need, unless you stop the need to, to keep compromising with the left and continuing to provide, you know, I don't know if it's a tip of the hat or, well, you know, we understand how they think. You don't have to any longer. When it's constitutional, it is a rule. It is there. That is it. Do not apologize. Do not apologize. And, and every single time you apologize, you compromise because you're acknowledging the other side. They want to totally and completely negate you. This is the civil war that they have wanted. They have created this. They, have, they are now trying to take down a president who you need to thank, by the way. 
you need to thank President Donald Trump for the victories that you got both yesterday and today. And if you can't acknowledge Donald Trump and all this, say, oh, well, I got this ridiculous late night email from somebody who was just ranting and raving about, and it was a Republican. And I'm going to read that because anytime that I'm copied on something uh, and I'm no longer a member of the quote unquote Republican Party of Bernalillo County, I'm no longer a member of the Republican Party State Central Committee because I got kicked out, right? Uh, when, when you get kicked out of that and you're a member of the media and you copy a member of the media on it, guess what? I get to go ahead and run your trash everywhere, plus your thoughtlessness. Okay. And then today has been, I, I got to say, it's been 10 hours of broadcasting for me, you know, sun up to sundown since 7.30 this morning until even right now, we're still broadcasting. You can watch all the work that I've been doing all day at rockoftalk.tv. And I'm very happy about uh, what we've been able to accomplish. But I will say this, if you send me anything, it will get read. Period. The end. Okay. It is free game, a free reign. There's no Republicans that I need to protect. And yes, I will go after you if you are not voting for Mark Ronchetti, as, as I have stated uh, before. So, uh, D-Dad Muska, let's get his thoughts uh, on the day. Uh, every state's abortion laws and uh, where they all stand now. Of course, uh, New Mexico, well, <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, we're going to be just like uh, probably uh, place number one where everyone's going to journey to go ahead and get their uh, money spent to go ahead and get their late-term abortions. Uh, because Michelle Lujan Grisham put out an... Um, an announcement, and I will read that in its entirety. Dowd, your thoughts? Yeah, the, uh, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh, oh, we lost a, we lost your audio. I don't know why. Let's let's uh, try plugging that thing in one more time. Let's see. I don't want to hear your whole room there. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, we're still hello, hello. There you hello, hello. Are. hello. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Eddie. It's a great day for the country. Uh, I think probably the worst Supreme Court ruling in the last century has been has been overturned. Uh, you know, my 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 credo, uh, folks, from uh, the great French diplomat Talleyrand: above all, gentlemen, no zeal. So it's important to kind of put this in the proper context. Uh, it does not mean that we are outlawing abortion in America. That's not going to happen uh, in very, very unsound, unwise places like New Mexico. Abortion uh, abortion providers are probably going to be busier than ever. Uh, there was an economist a couple of years ago who did an analysis that looked at what would likely be the outcome if the reddish states retained their you know bans on abortion or partial bans on abortion and the bluest states it had their you know wild wild west policies if Roe ever went down. Her estimate was 14% fewer abortions in the country. So that kind of tempers our, our enthusiasm as we celebrate the overturning of that horrible decision. Uh, hey, listen, it's a win. L let's take a win. Um, I, I, it, when I see Glenn Beck tweeting, I never thought I'd see the day Roe was overturned. Praise God. Uh, Today is one of the greatest days in American history. Chad Prather. I mean. Guys, I'm with you. I'm a, it was a terrible decision, but it, we're still going to have a lot of unborn children. Their lives will still continue to be exterminated in our country. And the battle is very, very far from over. And I would just encourage people to continue to educate uh, the, the argument that's going to win it. I hate to break it to you religious people, but the argument that's going to turn this around for us is the science argument, not the Bible argument. The fastest growing religion in America is no religion. Uh, people trust science in this country. How do you think so many people got fooled by Dr. Fauci? They thought they were following the science. Uh, 
all the sciences in our camp, uh, unique DNA, fingerprints, blood type, brainwave activity, unborn children responding to their mother's voice. We, we've got the science in our corner, uh, but the people who are committed to exterminating the life of unborn children, of course, it's going to be very, very difficult to defeat them. I, I would like, Eddie, at this point to, uh, if I can start drone on even more, Byron White, the justice who was appointed by uh, John F. Kennedy, and William Rehnquist, the justice who was appointed by Richard Nixon, uh, a 7-2 decision, Roe v. Wade, uh, the two dissenters, one appointed by a Democrat, one appointed by a Republican, and uh, let's go to Wizard White, the very famous Wizard Wizard White in his dissent. I find nothing in the language or history of the Constitution to support the court's judgment, the court meaning the, the majority opinion. In row, the court simply fashions and announces a constitutional right for pregnant women and, with scarcely any reason or for its action, invests that right with sufficient to override most existing state abortion statutes. Uh, Byron White is no longer with us, and William Rehnquist, uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, they have been vindicated by this decision. And uh, while uh, my enthusiasm is temp tempered by reality, uh, I do have a happy heart today, and I do think it is a, uh, a great victory for those who... Eddie, I never thought, if you told me 10, 20, 30 years ago, I really thought we'll never be overturned in this country. Uh, and uh, it happened. Let's take the win. I think uh, I will disagree with Dowd on the level of enthusiasm that needs to be displayed. And one of the things that we don't do as conservatives, and I think as people who are really championing stuff, is really bask in the glow of a hard-fought victory. And you have not had many. Between January 6th, between the election of 2000, between all of these things, I want you to understand that this this is your moment. Yesterday and today were both of your moments, okay? Now we need a free speech win. And don't stop. Don't stop. I think we sort of got there with the main ruling there, which was the charter schools, your freedom to place your money wherever you want to go ahead and place and letting it follow. I think that's important, too. I mean, there are so many victories coming by way of this week. We can count them down. And you need to let these people know that they are not in control, despite the fact that, that they have the executive and the Senate, and we are going to overturn them. And if you don't level and use what's called momentum selling, and you don't sell this, I'm telling you, you will lose the opportunity because they're going to go ahead and make their argument louder and longer than you are. And the problem that you inevitably will run into is as whoever the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease you're going to start paying attention. You need to go ahead and double down on why this is the right decision. Now it's supported constitutionally. We already know morally. We already know uh, scientifically. And let's go state by state because New Mexico, uh, whether it's Melanie Stansbury or Michelle Lujan Grisham, they're going to say, oh, they were ready when this got handed out. They had the press releases ready. They couldn't wait to jump in front of you and scream about the injustice of the Supreme Court. The governor of the state of New York yesterday on the gun rights, same exact thing. And we've got to cover that because they are not going to stop. They have shown that they're absolutely committed. It doesn't matter if it's days, months, years, decades. They are committed. And you as conservatives need to be just, if not more committed than they are. Because there is no stopping them. There is no quit in evil. And make no mistake about it, what, 65 million Americans murdered 
since the beginning of Roe versus Wade. I think we can start right there. Okay, and at what point, you know, Dowd, I thought, brought the very important point of at what point do we determine that it's a life? At conception, at six weeks with a heartbeat, at six, like the science is there. <laughs> when do we protect life? You know, if we want to start having this conversation, we start rolling things back, that's where they're going to beat us. But you have to make the moral argument. When is a life a life? Now, let's go to these uh, uh, numbers here. Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade officially today, even though they did it back. Oh, what was it? December? Do, you, do we even have a source on when that article was or when their their ruling was actually put forth? Was it December something or other? It's like toward, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't leak until what? Early May, I think it was. Or Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it was right before. I don't know. So it, was, it was a seminal day for some reason or other. I was in Washington, D.C., so. The day that they leaked that, I was uh, literally in Washington D.C. right next to the Supreme Court. Well, Eddie, let's also acknowledge that if that if that leak, if they ever find out, as many people suspect, that leak was designed maybe to get uh, one of the justices to switch their vote, that didn't happen. So this is a failure of Supreme Court terrorism uh, on the part of the left. So it's another reason to be happy today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So here we go. The majority opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization upends five decades of precedent and allows stronger state restrictions to take effect. This from the Wall Street Journal, including total abortion bans. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have been preparing for the shift for years, bringing laws forward with further restrict or assert protections for abortion. Michelle Lujan Grisham being one of those people. A, a Catholic, by the way. Michelle Lujan Grisham, a Catholic. Oh, the separation of church and state. Bull. Now, because of a patchwork of state laws, abortion access will vary widely depending upon where someone lives. 22 states have laws in the books that could ban all or most abortions as a result. And as Dowd said, there is a reduction of 14% of the abortion. So, excuse me, the fight is not over. According to the Guttmacher Institute, the policy group, remember them, uh, Dowd, we covered them what, a couple of oh, yeah. A policy group that supports abortion rights and tracks national abortion statistics. Some states have overlapping policies. 16 states in D.C. meanwhile have established protections for abortion rights. Unknown is whether lawmakers in states that haven't taken similar actions already ultimately propose and pass laws restricting or protection abortion. Here's where things stand as of today. All right, so let's cut through all the chase and let's let's single out the very best states first, okay? And then the next best states, and then the next best states, and then the rest, they're all the worst, okay? And trust me, there is a majority of places in states' rights. Yes, only 39%, only 39% of women have some level of protection, okay? And we're, I should say life has protection. Life has protection. Okay, here we go. Those states, South Dakota, the very best, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, and Kentucky. That's it. That's it, folks. Seven states near total abortion ban. Okay? This immediate trigger ban on other laws in effect. Trigger ban not immediate or no trigger ban, but has near total or six-week ban. Okay? I think that's on, honestly, doubt. if I had to uh, figure out where we finally end up on all this and the scientific argument a decade from now, we're going to be ending up somewhere between six weeks and, and 15 weeks. But what, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. so I, think, I think you're, okay, I think we're in the ballpark there. All right, so um, next stage, next best states. All right, here we are. Idaho, eight. Utah, nine. Wyoming, 10. 
North Dakota, 11, Texas, 12, Mississippi, 13, Tennessee, 14. Likely leaning all towards the right. Every one of those is leaning right and will probably have a total ban. So 14, right, where we're at, on to four, seven on top of the seven, so a total of 14. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven on top of the seven. All right? So still, um, uh, in my opinion, a minuscule number of states. All right, third. And these are the states that, um, according to this, could revive the unenforced ban. Now, there's all sorts of alarmist discussions saying, oh, we're going back to laws of the 1800s. It's coat hangers. Women are going to be bloodied. All right, here we go. Here are the numbers. 15, Arizona. 16, Iowa, right-leaning. 17, Wisconsin, middle. Michigan, 18, will likely to get a Republican governor. Ohio, 19, will likely get a Republican governor. West Virginia, Jim Justice, Republican governor. 21, South Carolina, and 22, Georgia. Uh, verdicts out on how that state will end up playing out. So out of that, 22, is that right? Uh, 22 out of the 50 states, and not including D.C., okay, in there. Now... Of course, New Mexico is going to be going to have going to have their uh, tilted more towards left. I'm not sure why we're not in turquoise or blue, according to this Wall Street Journal article. But here's the worst of the worst states, and include New Mexico right in there with them: Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, Colorado, New Mexico, Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, Minnesota, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, New Hampshire and Alaska, as well as Hawaii. You also have New York, Maine, Massachusetts, uh, and Vermont, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and D.C., and, yes, folks, Florida. So there you go. That's where it stands for us. So a victory? Nationally, yeah. Overturn of Roe versus Wade? Yeah. But now it's every state fighting. Politically, who ends up the winner in this uh, midterm election year and all this? The Democrats think they do because they're going to go ahead and propagandize and they're going to say uh, it, no, nobody could care less about women than the Democratic trans, transgender 57 genders on the left, in my opinion. Right. Letting women, letting men participate as women, you know, trying to do everything they possibly can to just scrap women, period. The right isn't doing that. I think sexuality, gender issues, his, her, them, this, that, whatever they're, they're pushing, that's all coming from the Democrat left. I think we win on that as well. I don't see how we lose that argument publicly because there's so much murky stuff that, that's in there, not to mention against the backdrop of you know a, a flailing economy, which we're not sure how well this is going to hold up. These issues are going to become less and less important. And when they become less important, it's because people are rationalizing what they should be doing as opposed to, well, I really wish that, you know, we could be this, this, and this. I don't think we're going to go in that direction. So what do you have to do? You have to amp it up. You have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. And particularly here in the state of New Mexico, this is our year to lose. Now, I got a couple of st uh, statements here from Melanie Stansberry. Oh, you want to hear? Oh, Eddie, I've been collecting all the statements today. 
Uh, yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to well, read that? I, 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 I well, read. yeah. Just, just, just. I won't read. I did a lot of bashing of Republicans yesterday. Kudos to the Republican Party for issuing a statement. Yvette Harrell, I don't know where you are. You're completely AWOL while everybody else in the congressional delegation is, you know, saying it's raining cats and dogs at the end of civilization. So, uh, you know, uh, come on. You, you can do better than I will concede. And I will praise the Republican Party of New Mexico. They issued a very strong statement, Eddie, and uh, good, good for them today. Um, you want to get a uh, Dick Sporting Goods response? Listen to this. Oh. A message from Ed Stack and Lauren Hobart. Start your uh, boycotts here. Dear teammates, you are the heart of our business, and we are committed to protecting your health and well-being. I love that. Wow. Today, the Supreme Court announced a decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, removing the federal right to an abortion and leaving the decision up to each state. While we do not know what decision each state will make in response to this ruling, we at Dick Sporting Goods are prepared to ensure that all teammates have consistent and safe access to the benefits that we provide, regardless of the state in which you live. In response to today's ruling, we are announcing that if the state you live in restricts access to abortion, Dick Sporting Goods will provide $4,000 in travel expenses reimbursement to travel to the nearest location where that care is legally available. Benefit will be provided to any teammate, spouse, or dependent enrolled in our medical plan along with one support person. Did you hear that? Spouse. Spouse. Did you hear that? We recognize people feel passionately about this topic and that there are teammates and athletes who will not agree with this decision. However, we also recognize that decisions involving health and families are deeply personal, made with thoughtful consideration. We're making this decision so our teammates can access the same healthcare options regardless of where they live and choose what is best for them. Healthcare. It's healthcare. Abortion's healthcare. <sighs> Absolutely incredible. Let's see. I got so many emails and texts from people today. It was uh, so far, Eddie, I've collected, let's see. The Alderas, the governor, uh, uh, Lonely Girl, our beloved uh, Melanie Stansbury, TLF, Total Left Wing Fool, uh, Representative Leger Fernandez. Uh, let's also see, oh, Lujan and Heinrich. So everybody's crowing, crowing, crowing about this. But for the third time, I will praise the Republican Party of New Mexico. They did issue a positive statement today. Good for them. All right, here we go. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on the statement of overturning Roe versus Wade. Uh, the statement uh, of the overturning came in this morning, I believe, at what, 8.05 a.m.? want to say by 8:51, the department of health had already issued this the department of health in the state of new mexico for immediate release nora meyer sackett press secretary officer of the governor governor michelle Lujan grisham issued the following statement on friday upon the release of the u.s supreme court opinion in dobbs versus jackson women's health organization overturning roe v wade and eliminating the federal constitutional right to abortion quote the moment we have long dreaded Remember, this is a Catholic woman who graduated from St. Michael's High School who has the support of the, uh, the Archdiocese, uh, who is a big supporter of LGBTQ. This is who this woman is. Understand that. Is that 42%? Uh, by the way, Ron Ketty at 45, Luhan Grisham at 42, uh, the third party spoiler coming in at nine. The moment we have long dreaded has arrived for our nation, and we will be the worst. We will be the worse for it. With this ruling, the Supreme Court has unilaterally thrown out 50 years of judicial precedent and subverted the will of millions of Americans who believe in a woman's right to make her own decisions about her body. Today, a new generation of women will be forced to face a future where they cannot seek safe legal abortions, a future where they must navigate an increasingly draconian patchwork of restrictions to get care. 
A future where they live in perpetual fear. They're, they're living in perpetual fear now. That they may be required to carry a pregnancy against their own will. Conceived under horrific circumstances like rape or incest or that may risk their very life. A future where they fear that their neighbor might report them or their doctors to the police if they attempt to seek care in another state. I mean, at this point, if anyone's pregnant, you are going to lose your life. <laughs> According to that. <clears throat> Today, a new generation will be forced to seek a future. This opinion is the culmination of decades of careful, sinister, sinister planning by the hyper-partisan Arc conservative Republic. I'm surprised you didn't say patriarchy. Leaders in D.C. for years, they have pushed for cruel restrictions on women at every turn, inhibiting access to contraceptives and forcing them to endure torture. Torture! During the simple act of walking into an abortion clinic. They, oh, the agony! <laughs> Let's be clear. This decision not only affects a woman's right to choose, but also a woman's right and ability to seek medically necessary health care. This ruling will destroy both lives and livelihoods. Make no mistake, this is a war on, war on women. Maybe women are having wars on families. Maybe women don't love themselves anymore. Anybody thought about that at this point? I mean, they love transgender. They love this, that, there, the other, cis, whatever, for whatever reason. I mean, you're negating yourself. If anybody is abusing women, it's women abusing what well, woke women are abusing women as, as far as I'm concerned. This ruling will destroy both the lives and livelihoods. Make no mistake, this is a war on women. Women are warring on women. Have you ever seen women around each other? They're nasty to each other. Quite often. They're out to beat each other right from the very beginning. The effort is not to protect life, but to diminish it. Like right there, that is the heart of evil. That one statement is the heart of evil. This effort is not to protect life. No, we are protecting life. You are not protecting life, Michelle and Grisham. To control women and relegate them as second-class citizens. That's what we're trying to do. I believe it was the Republicans uh, who really pushed forth the 19th Amendment. Uh, isn't that right? How about the civil rights stuff in 64? Who was holding it back? In anticipation of this very moment, listen to this. Want to know how sinister people can be? Listen to Michelle. Lujan. You know, I dreamt about Michelle Lujan Grisham last night. I'm not even. Oh, kidding. Dear Lord, Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie. Write me down. Yes, yeah, I got it. On a good day, you and I have uh, are walking a, a mental health line. Um, don't tell me yeah. that. <laughs> she was in my studio giving her a gubernatorial State of the Union speech, and uh, I was sitting in front of her, uh, taking off my sort of patent leather shoes. I had a uh, hose on, like. Like those see-through socks that you try on if you're going to go try on some some socks. Sure. And she was telling me how much she likes uh, Larry David, the whole entire. And she was wearing a green dress, and I, I it was kind of a weird thing because <laughs> I kept, I said, "Well, you're likely gonna you're you're likely gonna face me," and I'm, I don't know what she was gonna face me. You like like I was running for something, right? I said, "Well, you're likely gonna face me, so you better figure out what what you're gonna do to handle this." It was kind of a weird. Very, well, she very... and Larry David have a lot in common. They're both really hateful spites who support far-left causes. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Uh, and then, you know, I immediately woke up um, at about 5.25, uh, and first thing I thought of is that the planets are aligning. The planets align today. This true, true, true. 5.25, seven planets. I've, I've got the video. Sinister. In anticipation of this very moment, we took action. 
we eliminated New Mexico's antiquated trigger ban on abortion, safeguarding the right of every woman in this state to make critical decisions about their own health and to decide for themselves and their families when to have children. <laughs> families. I like how she used the word family. She should not know, know what a family is. <laughs> As the laws in this country change before our very eyes, I will continue to fight for the right to a safe legal abortion in New Mexico and to stand as a brick wall against those who seek to punish women who's punishing women what if what is this and they're doctors just because they seek care they need and deserve all right so that that's loaded there at the end. i mean that's all sorts of loaded uh how did lonely girl um how did how did she fare uh Dow? that came in uh, i'm just 51 this morning yeah i'm just uh i will get to that in one second, um, um, just Wilkins, Mark Ronchetti has issued a statement. Michelle Garcia-Holmes is kind of, um, she, she retweeted sort of a graphic, thumbs up, but not, not much there. Uh, our beloved Jessica Garate. for Gary King, Democrat. Uh, in, indeed. Uh, KRQE's own Jessica Garate, this is completely by accident, I don't follow Jessica Garate, has retweeted both Ben Ray Lujan's and Teresa Le Leisure Fernandez's tweets about how horrible this decision was. So, folks, when you're picking your news tonight, uh, uh, Jessica Garate we, is a big pro-abortion person. You might want to factor that in when you're watching the local the local news tonight. Uh, yeah, let's her go over to Lonely Girls. Was, uh, her boyfriend, by the way, her boyfriend is the former chair of the Republican Party, Ryan Cangelosi. <gasps> oh, it's funny how it all leads together in New Mexico, doesn't it? It's so much worse that, than that's you think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lonely girl uh, issued the he's a, he's following a, he's statement. A pretty, he's a pretty nice guy too. So I'm. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be happy with her retweeting that and you know coming out on that side of things. I mean, what what, what he can't be. Like Garate, an objective journalist, uh, wouldn't objective journalists stay away from these kind of partisan retweeting? Wouldn't? Wouldn't? Well, I don't understand. Uh, uh, Congressman, Congresswoman. Oh, I'm sorry. That was an offense right there. I should be carted off. Uh, Stansbury's statement: uh, With this decision, the Supreme Court has disregarded nearly five decades of precedent. I'm going to stop you right there, Laurel. Uh, going to get you into a full stop right here. Going to get the dog down into a sit-stay position. Um, a couple years ago, when the Supreme Court uh, overturned its decision in Quill and all of the previous Quill precedents, Bellis Haas, that you could not impose a sales tax on out-of-state vendors. They did that in the Wayfair decision a couple of years ago, and meaning that states could tax out-of-state vendors for internet uh, purchases. Uh, that was overturning. That was not honoring stare decisis. That was overturning a 50-year precedent. I think maybe even more like a 75-year precedent. And Lonely Girl, I'm sure you were perfectly fine with that. So she starts right off with a lie in the statement. Okay, back to the statement. Uh, after nearly five days of precedent, uh, undermining uh, decades of precedent, undermining the constitutional and human rights, human rights to kill a child, of individuals who control their own bodies and destinies and to access critical care. Now she says... Uh, rights of individuals. She does not say rights of women, because I think we know that men can have babies now. So uh, the Dobbs decision, of, I, I, I'm just following their logic. This extreme and dangerous decision will prevent, pe prevent people, she didn't say women, prevent people across the country from getting the meta. Oh, they are. Are they just as evil as you can get? Uh, they need and sets the clock back decades on human rights and gender equality. Hmm. The U.S. Senate must immediately take up the Woman's Health Protection Act, which I co-sponsored in the House, to 
to codify Roe v. Wade in statute, and if necessary, break the filibuster to urgent legislation. I will cut things off there, ladies and gentlemen, because the rest will make me nauseated, I'm sure. <clears throat> well, one of uh, Stevie Nicks's greatest regrets was uh, having an abortion. She had uh, Don Henley's uh, child, and she decided to give it up. And uh, part of that was the creation of this particular song, uh, probably Fleetwood Mac's greatest song. We'll talk about uh, more about this. Uh, one of the dangers about abortion is uh, so many women who have abortions uh, never uh, have and again, what's worse is they develop cancer um, and some other things uh, as well. So, you know, if anyone's trying to protect women, I believe it's the conservatives. We're also trying to protect the identity of women, and uh, we're not trying to negate them at all. Would you agree with that, Dowd? I think that's pretty fair. Uh, 100%. You know, I have my issues with conservatives, but this particular libertarian is on this train 100% with you folks. And frankly, Eddie, if we have time later in the show, there's a really good essay by a person at Reason Magazine, a very cosmetarian, libertarian, pro-choice. She comes out herself as a pro-life libertarian. We do exist. There we go. There we are. All right. Stevie Nicks on her abortion.
Christmas I throw some clothes on in the dark The smell of cold car seat is freezing The world is sleeping I am stairs to her apartment she is balled up on the couch mom and dad went down to charlotte they're not home to find us out and we drive now that i have found someone i'm feeling They call her name at 7.30 I pace around the parking lot And I walk down to buy her flowers And sell some gifts that I got Can't you see It's not me you're dying for And she's feeling Ben Folds 5 there, a song called Brick. I'll tell you what it's about in a moment. Most of you guys already know what it's about. And so somebody texted me and was like, well, Sarah's not about that. No, uh, Sarah's exactly that. Sarah's a song that Stevie Nicks wrote about the abortion she had after becoming pregnant by her then-boyfriend, Don Henley. Henley claimed that this was the meaning behind the song in a 2000 interview. Nicks confirmed the account in 2014, stating, had I married Don and had that baby, and... <laughs> Had she been a girl, I would have named her Sarah. So there you go. There you go. Just in case you needed to, for whatever reason, disagree with me about little basic facts because you can't stand to hear the horror of a song that you loved and you thought it meant something else maybe to you or something like that. Uh, the Ben Fold song, uh, I should probably tell you about that. And there's, you know what's really amazing is the number of songs that are written about regret over abortion. Like, go and look up songs about abortion. Just and put that in the notes, Dowd. Uh, put that mm-hmm. in your notes when you get that out. And it, it, it's ridiculous. Like, it, it's countless songs that you didn't know 
Um, Nicki Minaj has a song called Autobiography. The final verse of this song is about abortion Minaj had during her teens and the regret she experienced afterwards. The Ben Folds song, which is one of the only songs that I actually knew um, about that, because Ben Folds, uh, I remember him talking about it. I like Ben Folds a lot, by the way. Uh, you don't, doesn't, not, not too much mainstream popularity, I will tell you that. Uh, ben Folds wrote a song about taking his girlfriend to have an abortion during their high school years, which is exactly what that song is about. So anyway, if you wanted to go ahead and Google it and find all of that, um, there are so there are countless songs, literally countless. Whitney songs. Houston, holy cow! Yeah, Whitney, 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 Whitney. You got uh, uh, what it's like, Everlast. I know that one. I can't think of anything else. Um, I think there was a song called wasn't. I think there was a song called Coat Hangers, but I can't. I don't know if. Um, anyway, it's all sad. All sorts of sadness. I start really thinking about it. Uh, Eddie, imagine if companies would pay their employees $4,000 when they have a child. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, you sick person. <laughs> wow. That's really it's a good little comeback. Eddie, a great pro-life song is Unborn Child by Seals and Crofts. Okay. They wrote it after Roe versus Wade. Seals just passed away a couple of weeks ago. He would have been happy of the day. Oh, that's a good one. Let's see. Oh, wow. Uh, message from the Baby Killer Tourism Boards, TLF. What did you call her? Total leftist? Uh, total fool. Yes. In the wake of the Supreme Court decision to overturn Rover. Like, the, they, these are mothers. I mean, Melanie Stansbury is never going to be a mother, but everybody else is a mother. No. No. Melanie will not produce child, right? She's, her, she's in her 40s, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think she's only a couple younger, years younger than I am. She's no kid. Really? Yeah, I think 45, 46, maybe. Mm. In the wake of the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, we need to check in with one another. If you're feeling angry, fearful, or even at a loss for how to feel, please know you are not alone. Even though we knew it was coming, it was a gut punch. Oh, my God. Woman's pure evil. Throw a little sunshine and letting, you mean, is this the group of people responsible for letting half of New Mexico burn in 2022? We are in this together, and the work to overcome this dangerous legal precedent has already started. New Mexico will remain a leader in ensuring that patients can get access to care and murdering babies. But for many patients, that will mean traveling great distances, including to New Mexico from other states. Wow. There you go. Message from the Baby Killer Tourism Board. Uh, Melanie Stansbury, as you may have heard, the Supreme Court just voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. Oh, is, that, is this the same exact letter? That protected women's right to make her own health care decisions for decades. I am furious. I wish you'd just come out already. Just, you know, let us know where you, let us know where you really stand. I mean, you're not going to make a baby, so why don't you just tell us you know, why you're so adamantly opposed to it? In this one decision, the Supreme Court has gutted decades of precedent in a decision that is out of touch with the majority of Americans and the needs of our needs needs of our communities. Need to kill an unborn child. Okay. They need. I have a real deep 
down need. I will never stop fighting to protect our fundamental rights. Access to abortion care is still legal and available in New Mexico. While this decision comes as devastating. I mean, listen to the words. Devastating blow to generations of women and activists who have fought to protect our basic rights. We must turn our anger into action. I will be fighting every day in Congress, in our community, ensure we protect our right to make our own decisions and control our own bodies. You're not only a constitutional right, but a human right. Well, she can at least drive down the street to go visit her parents who live in Maryland, by the way. Yeah, you sent you sent her to Maryland. You was either going to send her to Maryland or Mark Morris to Maryland. I mean, that's- I've been thinking today, Eddie. Uh, it's interesting the, the, the claim that uh, the little male, you know, the patriarchy is is controlling women's bodies. If you have a accident in your personal life and you get pregnant and it was an unplanned pregnancy, uh, a there are a tremendous number of resources available to you, and and you don't have to keep the child. There are people who want to adopt that child. But leaving that issue aside, uh, on top of this week's finding by the uh, D.C.-based Tax Foundation that the average worker has 30% of their income taken from them every year by various levels of government, uh, compare your whole working life, 30% of the money you make in your working life, to a nine-month pregnancy that, admittedly, I'll never be pregnant. I don't know what that'll be like, but it's not pleasant. You get morning sickness, and you get fat, and people make jokes about you. My my father, uh, I was a large child, uh, not by today's standards, but by the standards of the early 70s. My wife, when she was uh, pregnant with me late in the pregnancy, uh, thunder lizard, for which my mother has never uh, forgiven my father. And I, that, that hatred goes back almost 50 years, ladies and gentlemen. Um, think about that. Your working life you're handing 30% of your income, that means your labor, to the government versus one nine-month period in your life where, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's a burden to have if you don't want it. Although, as I said, there's a lot of resources that will help you. So really, when you're talking about bodily autonomy and control of your life, does it register with Melanie Stansbury that giving a third of your income to the government is uh, controlling people and forcing them to work and kick over tribute to people like Melanie's no, I, th- I think that's lost on. <clears throat> By the way, this is a good comeuppance for the supporters of Juneteenth. Ah, uh, you see what I did there? How do you like that? Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm upsiding this. It's feeling feeling good. You know. Well, we're less about Others. Pride Month the next couple. Of- I'm very happy yeah. about that. Very. We, <laughs> we threw this decision right in the middle of their LGBTQ month. We threw this decision right after Juneteenth. Right? Yes, yes. Because we know the supporters of Juneteenth really, really, really love your, they, they really deep down believe in your access to an abortion, right? Oh, big time, big time. That little wrinkle out there. No disagreement there. No. Huh? Oh, Juneteenth and abortions. Well, yeah, that's what we're all about, dog. Uh, Eddie, what do you think about the call for violence from Jane's Revenge? Try it. Uh, I know that they don't believe in guns, so they don't have them. So you better not try violence, or you get shot. Pa pow, bang bang. That's what happens. Oh, uh, just uh, pre- preview of coming attractions, folks. Uh, in the days and weeks and months and years to come, uh, if there's any violent protests, uh, that will not be political violence. Will not be sedition. That will not be insurrection. That will be speaking truth to power and standing up for human rights. I just want to explain that to you moving forward. Yeah. I would advise you to open carry. Um, if you happen to be doing anything, I think it would be a deterrent. Um, so I would just say that. So, and anybody who's looking to mess with you, likely you're not a believer in the Second Amendment. Um, they're not going to attack you if you have a gun. Uh, 
on your side and you know how to use it. And it's not brandishing if you're opening carrying, uh, open carry. So just there you go. Is it a non-issue? Will Albuquerque be safe since abortion is safe here? Abortion is safe here. God, They'll be the dancing in the streets you... here. Uh, all right, let's at the top of the hour news. We'll bring it back here. More of this discussion. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll open up the phone lines. A few people want to call in and stuff, I, I guess. Uh, we can go ahead and do that. Uh, let's hit the top of the hour news. Bring it back in five. <laughs> Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. The irony that uh, the pro-choice people are going to start threatening Catholic churches under their very Catholic, uh, supposedly, uh, president in Joe Biden and their very Catholic... uh, governor in uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham under the oldest rule of Catholicism in the entire country after you decided to topple everything, destroy everything, uh, is not lost on me. Let's continue this uh, conversation, shall we, here on this Friday afternoon. Uh, I I anticipate violence, but uh, it will not be covered, so I think... um, I think it'd be a good time to sort of review your you know, what you can and can't do by state law to protect you and your churches, uh, particularly the Catholic churches. They'll, 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 they don't care. The Catholic churches let them topple anything here. I think uh, that's been pretty much the case. I don't think they're going to they're give you pushback. Uh, despite the, I'm a knight. I'm a knight of Columbus. That is uh, one of the first things that we're committed to. You're very familiar with that. It's set up in Connecticut, uh, by the way. Uh, it is headquartered in New Haven, Connecticut, and my yeah. grandfather, Warren, was a member of the Knights of Columbus as well. There you go. Big deal. Um, here we go. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Podcasting, Citrus SoundCloud, Cloud, Spotify. Download our app at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. 4 a.m. blasts on rockoftalk.chat, plus our Friday write-ups. You have another one, uh, not last, first. We have a first. And <laughs> we do have a first. <laughs> uh, it, I, we can get into it, Eddie, sometime today for, as a palate cleanser, if, if you want it. It, uh, it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't even mention Dobbs or Roe or abortion at all. <laughs> okay, let's get into that. Maybe we could definitely uh, do that. I like, I like the way that you're referring to uh, dinner. I think a lot of people are hungry. The end versus Roe versus Wade. This coming from um, Clipboard. Everything you need to know from which states have trigger laws in effect to restrictions and what happens next. There's no doubt that they're using this to galvanize what they can from the left and not be bled over. And it's just not going to work. If the economy, it's the economy, stupid. If the economy were in better shape, you just heard uh, consumer sentiment at an all-time low. This is not going to be enough, Dems. Sorry, it's it's just not going to be enough. The red wave will sweep through red states already. Uh, There's certainly that. And um, you're getting your comeuppance, and it's not going to be pretty. And you're... Little riots in all your little cities that you want to burn down. You've burned down enough cities. You ain't going to get your way. And your Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQ. I mean, literally, right after Juneteenth and LGBTQ. Like, this can be better position. Were they waiting to just drop it on that time? They were riding so high this month. They were, on a, they were on a natural high, Eddie. And then, boom, three decisions. Gun, school choice, and abortion right in a row. Ah! I know. 
I think the school choice is kind of the best. Thank you, Dow. Look, do you see? It only took an hour before we got uh, Dow to uh, uh, be almost gleeful about all this. Did you hear that? <laughs> People got pretty excited about your uh, rant yesterday, so that was good. And it's good to hear you happy. Sorry well. if I broke some eardrums in the, in the cars yesterday, folks. That was not my intention. <laughs> no, it's good. Supreme Court opens door to overturning equal marriage rights. Justice Thomas' opinion states that other precedents should be reconsidered, including equal marriage, same-sex relationships, and contraception. We're on the right track. We're back to restoring this country. This is great. So Federalism. It's what, <laughs> it's, it's what we did before the imperial no presidency. Yeah. yeah, the, the <laughs> blue-haired blue crowd with nose rings. Like, like they're not going to be able to even stack the courts at this point. I mean, did anybody think about that? I think that time is over. Is that is, is that pretty much over? You can't stack the courts. Not this close to a midterm. Like, it's going to take something epic from the left in order to galvanize. And it's going to be a ELE. It's going to be an extinction level event. If they're going to get anything, it's going to be on it's going to have to be on that level. You're going to have to have something similar to a 9/11 in order for them to go ahead and get it. And, and, and they'll probably have something in short order. I, they know how to generate the level of chaos. That's what they do. I remember, you know, Cobra Kai, right? <laughs> and against G.I. Joe, right? Cobra is constantly throwing different things at G.I. Joe. Well, what happened in the, in the spring and summer of 2020 when they had a particular problem they had to deal with in, uh, involving getting a certain someone out of the White House? You had the double bill of a uh, action to a virus that threatened only a minority of the population and you had the st george's fentanyl riots so uh boy they made it work in 2020 didn't they uh we're we're already june late june into 2022 what do you we live in interesting what times gonna, what are they going to come out what are they going to manufacture what are you going to make up you know monkey pie i had high hopes for monkeypox, oh, but no, only 100 only 177 cases doubt and only it's kind of uh, let's just say transmitted uh in a very specific way that uh you know sexuals he's yeah. bringing the sexuals up he yeah just, he just returned from a visa uh, with his <laughs> uh zero zero cases of monkeypox in uh new mexico i think we need a case of monkeypox in new mexico don't you think someone needs to report mm -hmm. upon on that you know spring Maybe nobody can afford to. If leave you're a man, you can be pregnant. Can you be a woman and get monkeypox? I, 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 I have any females gotten monkeypox? Are there any females left? I don't even know. I, I think can, it's mostly a gay male thing. I think from what I read, uh, but yeah, lesions. Not that there's anything wrong with that to throw in the Seinfeld. Line. <laughs> what? Uh, that's how no, you. That's how you get away with criticizing uh, anything involving homosexuality. Seinfeld oh, and Larry David very wrong. figured you, that out in cannot, the 1990s. Yeah, let me repeat. You cannot be born gay. All right. So it's a gay. Being gay is a choice. So if you decide that you're a man, you want to sleep with another man. That's a choice. Okay. If you're a woman, you want to sleep with other women. That's a choice. All right. It you you can't. It just doesn't work any other way. There is a, a certain female who's trying to breed with uh, steel bridges and. Um, Eiffel Towers. <laughs> I saw that. Did you? Did you see it? No, I haven't happened. Like, shirt, and she takes off her panties, and she like slides up and down the Eiffel Tower. I'm not even kidding, because she can feel that the Eiffel Tower loves her back. I'm not even kidding. It's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. Well, I mean, Eddie. Yeah, I, no. I, of course, I, I I use that phrase in a very flippant way, referencing a pop culture reference. But it does indicate that when they were writing that episode in the 1990s. 
even back then, cancel culture existed. So when George and Jerry were said to be homosexuals, and then they said, we're not gay, we're not gay, we're not gay, not that there's anything wrong with that. They said, we had to throw that in there, or we wouldn't have gotten on the air with that episode. So uh, the cancel culture things you can say and can't say, people you can criticize and can't criticize, it does. It didn't start yesterday. It goes it goes back quite a ways. I got fired a couple years ago, folks, for criticizing the Bernalillo County Republican Party. <laughs> How employees can navigate a post Roe versus Wade workplace. You guys oh, don't God. even want to go to work. What are you talking about? Like, you're like figuring out ways to stay out of work. I, I know how to do it. Stick a mask over your face so we can't tell if you're, and cut your hair short so we can't tell if you're fe female or male and you don't have to worry about it. You're there to work. Yeah. Well, you you just go to the office and focus on your, your collective effort to provide value to the customer, right? And, and not talk yeah. about politics or ideology, right? That, that's still a possibility, right? And who's talking about sex at work? Roe versus Wade implies that you're talking about sex. If you bring up Roe versus Wade around me and I'm in a corporate environment, I'm going to claim oh. sexual harassment. HR department, HR department. Hey, uh, so-and-so is talking about Roe v. Wade down the hall. Uh, sexual harassment. I'll just throw a suit on you. How about that? You even you even say row, row, row your boat? Yeah. I'm, I'm going straight to Right? I just remembered go back to the safe, uh, safe spaces, Dowd. Mm -hmm, you need mm -hmm. to go back to the safe spaces. Certain things can be spoken about at certain places on the University of New Mexico campus, right? Indeed, indeed. Yes, free speech right? zones. So same, <laughs> uh, same thing for uh, work. Free speech zone is uh, no place at work. It has no place whatsoever. I would say if you're trying to um, uh, impose some level of CRT, critical race theory on me, I would say that you, at this point, uh, given our court, our Supreme Court, you are discriminating against me. You are suggesting, suggesting that I'm racist is a discrimination suit, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know if oh, our younger, is. I don't know if our younger listeners remember this, Eddie, but there were entire spheres of American life: the workplace, commerce, uh, sporting events. Uh, uh, you, you could, you could exist in those environments you could interact with people and there was nothing about politics or ideology it was just what a, it was about what that thing was about the, the what the what the work of your workplace is what, you know we're rooting for the giants uh against the cowboys you know and, and there was nothing there was none of these diversions and it wasn't all that long ago i mean i'm not that much of an old man uh where we didn't have this stuff injected into us uh sick 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 uh, this is by Becca McNeil. After the isolation of COVID-19, how one school is teaching children friendship skills. Uh, you know what's the great thing about uh, children? They know how to be taught friendship skills. They literally know how to make friends. All Put them all themselves. together with the finger paint and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce the subject. Uh, throw a strange object in the middle of them that looks like something that they can play with and watch them interact. Kids, sandbox, there, go. <laughs> Plastic shovel, sand. What's the best way to help extremely poor people? Boxes, Seagal Samuel. Is that going to be, are we talking about future Americans at this point? Wallets and eyeballs, how eBay turned the internet into a marketplace. Let's see what else we got. How to reduce drinking when the world is stressing you out. <laughs> <laughs> Man who would be king inside Austin Butler's Elvis transformation. 15 unbreakable rules of driving etiquette. Uh, so 
So more soft news coming. Uh, Ron DeSantis, the DeSantis Daily. Uh, Ron DeSantis made it absolutely clear how he believed the Supreme Court should have ruled Roe versus Wade. Conservatives have waited years for this moment. Abortion on demand is no longer the law of the land in America. And Ron DeSantis made it clear how he believed the Supreme Court should have ruled. Check out the latest daily content from the DeSantis Daily. By the way, Elon and, and Musk. Did you, did you get my, this uh, video I sent you a couple days ago? where he, he goes on for four minutes about vaccinating. He, he is in beast mode. And uh, honestly, there's the, the whole narrative. To, I mean, Ron DeSantis, I'm, I'm always skeptical about politicians, but this guy just knocks it out of the park almost every time. You can tell he reads, unlike uh, most politicians. So that's the difference with him. He stands on his own two feet. Uh, he's a jag. Uh, I just believe that uh, Clay and Buck are making a big deal about him still paying off his school debt. I'm like, why is, why is his school debt not paid off at 43? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a little strange. Don't you think that's a little strange? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a law degree, you, you should have brought some money in at some point, but... Uh... Right. That's the part I sort of worry about uh, there. Let's see. Harvard State of Housing charts path forward. I'm just going to get through my email and the latest coming out because everyone's everyone's freaking, freaking the F out. Indeed. Right? FEMA, prepare for possible flash flooding. FEMA, you created all this. Good uh, interview with David Velasquez. Residents near New Mexico's ongoing wildfires need to also prepare now for possible flash flooding. What did they do? They bulldozed a bunch of areas. Well, FEMA has also created the flooding up there. Trust your instincts and get to higher ground if you are in danger. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Roe versus Wade just had to go. Life matters. Hashtag life wins. Supremes overrule. This is from Breitbart, obviously. Uh, Supremes overrule Roe. Abortion back to states. Missouri becomes first state to end abortion a momentous day. Wow. Uh, The home of Rush Limbaugh. The Russia, Russia, Raja, Russia, Raja, Russia, Raja. Oh, we got to get to that. Dad, we got to, can I spike the football in India house today? Oh, I knew you, I, I sent it to you this morning. I knew you'd like that article. <laughs> I, I, I haven't even got to, I've been working my butt off all day, so I haven't got to that, but hopefully you can fill us in. Texas ban on abortions from moment of conception set to start in 30 days. Wow. Moment of conception. What are you kidding? We got ourselves a family here. <laughs> Pro-life Americans celebrate victory nearly 50 years in the making. Why can't everybody be like High's wife? You're gonna get me a baby. I gotta have. We gotta have the dip tet. You know, that's such a good. They were so adamant about having having a family. Where where are they? Where's High and uh, Nathan Jr. <laughs> Oh, the statement from our attorney general. I, I haven't made made it to that yet. Hector is promising uh, no, that Hector. Uh, he will continue to quote fight for their rights. Uh, that would be uh, New Mexico women and their families. I will continue for their rights to adequate health services that are protected under New Mexico law. <clears throat> I'd love to comment on this, but I think Hector's. Uh... I think we can pull Hector to our side during this election, given what he's experienced with uh, Brian Colon. Right? <laughs> the very brief statement that he won, won, won. Uh, he didn't, well, he, he didn't, to, he didn't. He had to say, he had to say something. Of the he had to say something. Man. Yep. Yep. He had to say something. Uh, and, uh, not the high dudgeon of MLG or Lonely Girl. 
low, not the high dudgeon, as no, they say. <laughs> I think that's a, a I think he's I think he's not playing uh, on the Democrat side for right now. There he's pretty unhappy. Him and Cologne, the way this thing came out with I think they're gonna work hard for uh for Jeremy Gay to uh be turned you think I can I go that far? Do you think that would be just, I'd like to see that. That's crazy talk. <laughs> uh where every state stands on abortion. Let's see. Nadine Edelman. Very interesting read, and thank you for everyone for your input. Having said that, I'm a bit confused. Shouldn't we be uniting and doing what we are supposed to do? Maybe I'm wrong. I thought our goal was to elect and help Republican candidates win. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is cool. Um, yeah, last night I got a email. Very interesting. After all of the back and forth, and it was crazy. They, they, they made the, the Republican Party made the mistake of Fortunately, I'm going to have to take this side detour. <clears throat> J. Allen Hudson. J. Allen Hudson wrote, Dear BCC, just had to add my two cents. Reading this email chain shows me that you're all very busy wiping up blood off the operating room while the patient is on the gurney and attended with a spurting aortic aneurysm. I agree that the party ought to be supporting Republicans first, but the question is, what do any of us have to offer the general public? If a primary plank remains the overwhelming support of an outright election lie. Now, remember, this is a Republican and a ward chair. Let me, let me, let me continue. Here's how you win. Provide clear, easy-to-understand solutions to real problems. For ordinary Americans, our climate is a problem. <laughs> Wait, stop there. Wait, are you a Republican? Our climate is a problem? You mean the, the, the general hatred towards Republicans? Yeah, that is a problem. The, the climate of hating Republicans, yes. Guns are a problem. Guns are a problem. What? Is this actually a Republican? Inflation is a problem. Yeah, that, that, that is true. Immigration is a problem. Okay, we can go. I could go on, but election security is currently a waste of everyone's time. This is a Republican. Oh, it gets better. Another waste of time is proclaiming you're going to impeach MLG, recall Keller, and that the weatherman is going to... Literally referring to your own party's elected gubernatorial candidate as a derogatory weatherman should get you removed as ward chair, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, whatever your name is. Again, try presenting solutions that appeal to sane people. Apparently, I don't know to sane people. Instead of ginning up frost amongst yourselves in the nut bars on outrage radio. This sounds like KKOB writers. Doesn't it sound like KKOB? And I have to ask, what are conservative values today? Trump has trampled every closely held American value I was brought up with, especially the one about respect for your fellow Americans. Oh, my God. You realize, like, the whole entire week belonged to Donald Trump? That every win was because we elected Donald Trump as president? Do you realize that every win we got this week was because of what happened in 2016. If Republicans are going to win, I suggest reaffirming what conservative actually means. So, yeah, because that's uh, simple, insane, right? Let's redefine actual terms. Uh, simple, insane is when you start getting into etymology and uh, trying to def redefine things. Just win, baby, isn't going to cut it. There is one Republican that all party resentment and ire should be directed to, and that is our 45th president. 
This is a ward chair of the Bernalillo County Republican Party. Can you believe this, folks? Aside from the obvious fact that he deserves it, using him as a scapegoat for all that's wrong with the Republican Party just might win over those independents you long for. <laughs> yes, let's appease people outside of our party. Because nothing says strength of family quite by, by not selling your actual Republicanism. These are people who are running the Republican Party, folks. Oh, wait, wait till uh, wait till you see this. <clears throat> and some of the Democrats that are fed up with the current administration, and with this approach, maybe just maybe the R's can win. He'll reach across the aisle. Maybe just maybe the R's can win another presidency and win both the electoral. Another? You didn't like the previous one. You didn't like the previous republic. You literally just in the previous paragraph you literally wanted to make the previous republican president responsible for all the wins responsible for every bad thing that's happened like this is some circular logic the kind of which i've never seen in an email no less uh the phrase all sorts of stupid definitely applies here <clears throat> maybe the r's can win another presidency and win both an electoral and the popular vote Reminder, that's only happened once since 1988. Meanwhile, when the party can pull it together, well, we can't pull it together with people like you dividing us. Enough to stop with the unethical and immoral nonsense like the following. Maybe I'll come back and offer some support. Maybe you'll come back. You're a ward chair, bro. You're an actual ward chair. Like your whole entire duty is to rally and help and organize. You idiot. Be removed. Number one, Steve Pierce, NMGOP chairman on TV in January. Regarding January 6th, no one's actually been charged with insurrection, so I myself am not sure why he continues to drive such emotion. Oh, I, I, you have a problem with your state party chair and your award chair. Two, last week's Texas R's had a declaration to their party platform that Trump won and Biden is an Ill illegitimate president. This is only one travesty among many inanities. Three, on Sunday, I noticed our PBC website prominently displaying a link to Dinesh D'Souza, the campaign finance felon. Listen to this. Presumably explaining why Otero County Commissioner clowns were legitimate in deciding. Clowns? There's three Republicans. Their feelings about Dominion voting machines are more important than our election laws and moreover our democracy. Thank you. J. Allen Hudson, Ward 19 chair. I responded within six minutes. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. Ward 19 is basically COVID-19 for the Republican Party. <laughs> I bet you're vaxxed, too. You know who, uh, you know who the representative of, of Ward 19 or House 19 has been for the last 20 years? Call me now. Stapleton. <laughs> Nobody cares, bro. Like, you're in the heart of the war zone, and you're literally arguing for the other side. How much stupider can you get? J. Allen Hudson, Outrage Radio. Boy. Uh, that, that basically concluded the remarks uh, on any of that email trail. Do not include me on any email trail, Republicans, because if you really want to be Republican, you'll go the way that I'm telling you to go, not the way that J. Allen Hudson or, or J. Edgar Hoover or Dennis Arnold Jones or... Uh, you know, Michelle Lujan or Michelle Garcia Holmes or any other hyphenated name that is literally poisoning the well, poisoning the well of the Republican Party or Jay Rockwell. OK, period. Clean up your party.
Clean up the, the mess that you have made. You've made a bigger mess in the last year. And all during the CD1 race, all during the mayoral election, all during the state party, like, you've messed yourself. You crapped the bed, right? I wanted to use the other word because it sounds so much funnier. But uh, <clears throat> There you go. I don't even know what else to say. Dowd, right there. Let, let's uh, let's clean the palette, shall we? We'll get off of Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Uh, uh, let, let, let's. Uh, Eddie, I, I just I can't believe those people. Uh, just don't don't get me started. You see how stupid it is. I'm only validating your point yesterday. I mean, Absolutely. You know, I know. I did. I, 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 I need to come back and say, Dowd, how dare you? We got to support the Republican Party. Like, well, three quarters of the Republican Party isn't supporting Mark Ronkin. What is your problem? He called the elected Republican county commissioners in Otero County clowns? Clowns. Yes. Didn't didn't Ronald Reagan have the eleventh commandment for Republicans? You're you're he not supposed to reference that the she or though she just referenced that the previous two paragraphs. I mean, it's all sorts of confusion. Oh, but they just they just need to start start over, uh, folks. Rockatalk.chat. We won't talk about the Bernalillo County Republican Party. We won't talk about abortion for a little while here. We have dynamite news. Not only is this good news for New Mexico, this is. Uh, a third, the third year in a row. Good news for New Mexico. This is the third time we have notched a victory. The great state of New Mexico has a community, a uh, a pl political subdivision of the state. Uh, it's not far from Albuquerque, not too far from Santa Fe. It's called Los Alamos, and it was named this week, just I think about forty-eight hours ago, the healthiest community, not 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 in New Mexico, not in the Southwest, not in the Intermountain West not in America, west of the Mississippi, the entire nation, right here, number one, baby, New Mexico, the state that's last in everything, has a number one. It's called Los Alamos, and the, in the U.S. News and World Report, healthiest communities rankings, this is the third year now in a row, Los Alamos came out number one. Uh, the researchers looked at 3,000 communities nationwide across 89 metrics in 10 different categories and there are a couple of kind of kind of silly kind of woke woke metrics but most of these are things we all pretty much could get behind uh, how healthy is your population how's the mental health you know what's the suicide rate that kind of stuff um educational achievement generally speaking you know people who stay in school longer tend to earn more money it's not always the case but it's a pretty good general rule uh employment how many what percentage of people are employed what, what percentage of people are participating in the workforce uh, income holding everything else equal you know, a little more income in the house is better than a little less income in the house. Uh, housing affordability, how much of the average homes or the meat house's uh, income has to be uh, committed for your mortgage or your rent? Is that burdensome or, or not so burdensome? Uh, prevalence of things like diabetes and obesity, those are major healthcare cost drivers. Uh, are people generally healthy in your community? Public safety, uh, crime, property crime, violent crime. They looked at injuries. Now, this list included poisonings, falls, drownings, exposure to smoke or fire, uh, and accidental discharges of farms. So we've got a lot of really good metrics in here. I can't agree with them 100%. They've got a couple of bad ones. Uh, they have a social equality. You know, to what extent is your community segregated? Uh, segregation was outlawed in a bunch of Supreme Court decisions and federal legislation. There is no segregation in a America anymore. People deciding to live where they decide to live is not segregation. Uh, being around people who are look like you and speak the same language, that's not segregation. That's people choosing where to live. So there's some silly stuff. Um, they have 
one in here about, oh, uh, far is the average person from uh, access to public transit. Uh, I would think the farther you, you want to be, the farther uh, farther is better when it comes to that. Looking at their overall methodology, it makes a lot of sense to look at health and wealth and safety. And it is uh, not at all surprising. We are number uh, three, third in a row. Los Alamos, our, our wonderful Los Alamos, has come in at, again, the best in the nation. 335 million people in this country, thousands of different jurisdictions in our own Los Alamos came in number one. We're very, we have something very, very, uh, we should be very proud about that. Um, I, I unpacked the data a little bit from the Census Bureau, looking at some of the ways that Los Alamos is a real star. Uh, bachelor's degree are higher. And again, I'm the first person to say that, that uh, you know, there's some college-educated morons out there, but usually more education means you know, more earnings and generally a better quality community. Not always, most of them. Uh, New Mexico, bachelor's degree are higher, 28.1%. The United States, 32.9%. Up in Los Alamos, 67.6%. Okay, workforce participation. This is Something that Eddie cares a lot about, and I think he's too focused on the fact that New Mexico has such a small percentage of our of our population trying to find work, either working or trying to find work. We're usually down there with West Virginia at the, of the bottom. Generally speaking, more people who want to work, um, you know, the wealthier your community is. Uh, New Mexico, nationally uh, compared to the nation, New Mexico is only at fifty six point nine percent labor force participation rate. That was between the years of. 2016 and 2020, so that wasn't uh, the entirety of, of the Rona period at all. Uh, United States, not surprisingly, you know, fairly higher than New Mexico at 63.0%. Los Alamos, 69.1%, about 12, 13 percentage points higher than the state as a whole. No surprise there. Median household income in $2,000, five-year average. New Mexico, 51,243. That's uh, half of the households here make more, half of the households here make less. United States, uh, about 13 grand more, so $994 for that five-year uh, analysis. And Los Alamos, just shy of $120,000, well over two times the figure for New Mexico. And here, <laughs> here's the one that's really... <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, the, the the one that uh, I think the most important metric uh, in this list that I that I delineated here is per, percent of persons in poverty. Uh, New Mexico, sixteen point eight percent. Of course, five more than five points lower. Eleven point four percent percent of people living in poverty in Los Alamos, three point three percent. Not a not a lot of surprise there. Eddie, I took a look at, unfortunately... What's the poverty line on 120,000? What's the poverty line? Poverty line uh, be like 45,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you have to have... Right? <laughs> you have to have 73 people living in your house uh, to qualify as poverty if you're making 120 in that household. But, Eddie, I, right. I, I, st I still can't believe this, uh, this, these numbers. I just cannot believe these numbers. And, and yes, it was the Rona year, but I doubt these numbers were much much different uh, in, in any other year. In, in 20... 20. This is the, uh, the Department of Public Safety, the state cop bureaucracy, basically, uh, for a community of just under 20,000 people, Los Alamos. Do you know how many criminal homicides they had in Los Alamos 2020? Zero. That would be zero. Do you know how many robberies they had in Los Alamos in 2020? I think it's like six. Zero. 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 
Do you know how many motor vehicle thefts they had over the entire year? Not a day, not a week, not a month. Over the entire year in Los Alamos, how many motor vehicle thefts they had in Los Alamos? Zero. Two. Two. <laughs> For the year. Um, they put, those are just misplaced vehicles. <laughs> those were accidents, yeah. Uh, it, it, it is ludicrously safe in, in Los Alamos. Now, I went to the state, uh, Eddie, there's a this should not surprise anyone. We were just talking about Ron DeSantis. Florida has a wonderful uh, data display online. Look at the out-of-wedlock birth rate for each county in Florida. Uh, New Mexico has no tool like that at all. I have repeatedly contacted different offices at the Department of Health saying, uh, can you give me a county breakdown for out-of-wedlock births? Because the CDC only does it by state level, not by county level. They... Uh, have completely ignored all my requests this week to get information from them. So we can't really say what the out-of-wedlock birth rate uh, is in, in Los Alamos County. If you look at the correlation of income, uh, poverty, and education nationally, and then you apply that to what income, poverty, and uh, uh, you know poverty rate, income, and education level in Los Alamos, Eddie, almost a it's almost a Jimmy the Greek lock of the week uh, that Los Alamos has, a, has an illegitimacy rate in the single digits. I mean, it, it just, I'd be stunned if it was over 10%, uh, as opposed to the entire state's illegitimacy rate of 50%, one of the worst in the country. Um, well, when the average uh, parental age, because they had to work their way through school, get their PhD, and establish their job, plus their guaranteed income uh, from indeed. the federal government. Um, Probably they probably start their families at what thirty eight forty. I would imagine. Sure, sure. So, yeah. And again, before we, Eddie said the other day something about Teslas in Los Alamos. He's absolutely right. I looked at the voting in twenty twenty oh, yeah. in Los Alamos. Sixty one point voted for that cretinous buffoon in the White House. I'm not oh, yeah. talking about ideology and politics. I think they've got some real, real problems with ideology and politics in Los Alamos. I'm talking about the day to day life. The financial decisions these people make, the work decisions, uh, you know, so taking care of their kids. The, it is the healthiest, literally now, for the third year in a row, the healthiest community in America. And if you are a politician in New Mexico and you look at New Mexico and you see we're worse in so many things and there's such misery and poverty here, why wouldn't you go to your most successful community and say, wow, things seem to really work here? We'll put politics aside, we'll put ID health. Side. We're not going to talk about global warming. We're not going to talk about Biden and Trump. We're going to talk about the day-to-day -day life, the daily experience, the neighborliness, the industriousness of people who live in this community. The decisions they make about keeping their, taking care of their kids, a lot of parental investment in kids, obviously. Wouldn't you be proud of that gem within your state? Wouldn't the Legislative Finance Council uh, send uh, analysts to Los Alamos, wouldn't the governor, a special commission called the Los Alamos Project, study New Mexico's most successful community as it relates to health, relates to safety, as it relates to uh, economic wealth? Wouldn't wouldn't you look to that and say, "Hey, everything else aside, these people are doing, are thriving in this community, and the rest of the state has m a myriad of problems and some of the worst outcomes." In the nation. We have Los Alamos right here as a shining, glimmering, gleaming example of people who make a lot of good choices in their life, maybe not at the ballot box, but otherwise in their day-to-day -day lives, they make very, very, very good choices. We have three years in a row an independent national entity saying that the healthiest community 
in America is right here in our own New Mexico, the place where we're all used to saying how terrible it is to be last and everything. Well, we're not last when it comes to this community. This community is the in the country. Why? Why, why, why are people in positions of power? I'm calling out the clergy. I'm talking about business leaders. I'm talking about academia. I'm talking about elected officials. I'm talking about uh, people in the media. Jessica Garate, maybe you stop retweeting Ben Ray Lujan abortion tweets and you get up to Los Alamos and figure out why that community works. Uh, the only answer I have, Eddie, is the people who preside over the current system and the current outcomes in our state too cowardly or they benefit too much from what's going on to speak the out our thriving community here in new mexico i didn't do this analysis the u.s news and will report to this analysis we came out one of our communities came out number one in the country for the third year in a row something's working up there why don't we go up there and figure out it's working and try to replicate it elsewhere in new mexico all right well uh, i'm i i know you asked the question several times and i hate to give you this you know the history of Los Alamos, you know the history of Santa Fe, and you know the history of Albuquerque. I'm going to say something that might offend you, Dowd. Okay? And not because you're this, but, you know, um, each one of those things has rich whitey controlling it. And dare I say Nazis, uh, national socialists, who are controlling us. And these people are eugenicists. Um, make no mistake about it. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me parse this by sharing what I know about Los Alamos after having run a radio station up there for a year and understanding how the silver hair ponytail crowd, the only level that's higher than that are the people who are up in Los Alamos. They are into the strangest thing. They're, they're strange people. Strange effing people. These are strange people. Okay. They don't like you telling them anything. They're the wokest people you know. They're the absolute wokest people you know, okay? Now, they all they all feel entitled because they spent umpteen years in school, got their nuclear, electrical engineering. They got their, their – and they believe in the supremacy of themselves. They, they absolutely do. I grew up in Los Alamos. I went through three weeks of training before I was even allowed on the fab so I could do construction work. Okay. These people won't buy a single thing having anything to do with the word conservative period. They don't like conservatives. They hate Donald Trump. Okay. When it came time to get the vaccine, they all jumped on board and they worked against all the people who were trying to push back. And all those people decided to jump off of this. These people are, I think the chiefs of homogenized thinking to the nth degree. They all believe the same thing. Whatever church they worship in, I don't know what pool they drink out of. It is a large cult up on the top of that hill in Los Alamos. I don't mind telling you. The businesses that were there, the small businesses, they didn't care that they went out of business. They weren't there to patronize them and support them or whatever. They were happy to see them go. They're happy to go to one place to eat, one place to shop. They're happy to go one place. They do not want to be disturbed. They do not want you to touch them. They do not want to interact with you. They don't want to interface with you, and they will blame you for everything. It is a strange world up there on top of that strange hill in Los Alamos. 
Does anybody know where Oppenheimer is? Anybody know about uh, Operation Paperclip? Does anybody know about where all our nuclear six? Uh, how did how how the Soviets developed their nuclear weapons? Because it was strange people like the kind I'm just telling you about that sold the secrets to the Soviets in Santa Fe at Zook's pharmacy. And they were absolutely committed to the communist ideal. They're communitarian. It's what they are. It is a strange place. Have you spent any time up there? Have you been up there? Have you gone to that? I think there was a Taos hum. I think the hum goes all the way to Los Alamos. I'm not kidding. When I had a chance to get out of that whole radio thing, I'm like, I'm hell no, I'm out of here. <laughs> Feet don't fail I'm me now. Telling you as quickly as quickly as I could. I had zero zero interest in anything. I'm like, well, we'll bring a radio station. They have no interest. Zero. Those people aren't even really connected to that. They're connected to what they do. They don't really have any sort of connection to Los Alamos of itself. They don't care about the history of the first radio station that's there. They, they don't have anything. You ever gone to the bathtub brewery? Or some strange people? Seriously, they're all people from other places. Everybody they don't even support the Los local Alamos paper. Is, is from some other. Yeah, they let the lo local paper and the local radio station die because they don't care. They don't care about anything. They're the most selfish people. The most selfish people I know. And I've known some good people coming from Los Alamos. Walt Arnold, one of them, you know, one of possibly our, our greatest uh, sports hero in terms of baseball and football, played for the Chiefs, you know, good guy, locally grown. Doubt it's a strange place, man. Have you been up there? I haven't, and I, and I don't, I, I never argue against facts because everything you just said is a fact. Um, let, me, let me give you the list of the, communities that rounded out the top 10. And I would argue that uh, these are communities that are nothing like Los Alamos in terms of the, their, their, their thinking, but they're exactly like Los Alamos in terms of their day-to-day -day lives, the good choices they make every day. Falls Church, Virginia, just outside D.C. So uh, I'm sure all my, my pro-federal fe pro government fans are going to say, oh, yeah, these communities are going to be hev heavily federal, heavily subsidized by the federal government. That means that we should be, we should be, uh, no, no, shut up. Let's listen to the other eight. Douglas County, Colorado, Morgan County, Utah, Carver County, Minnesota, Sioux County, Iowa, uh, Ozuki County, Wisconsin, Hamilton County, Indiana, Winfield County, Colorado, Delaware County, Ohio. That is the top 10 healthiest communities in the country as determined by U.S. News and World Report. So basically, we're talking about safety. These places are safe, healthy. The people take care of their health in these communities and wealth to be, you know, very uh, high income. That's what these communities have in common. And this book right here, coming apart by uh, Charles Murray, is, is celebrating its 10th anniversary. And Charles Murray is a sociologist who... Uh, uh, very controversial. All the lefties hate his guy. Uh, he's an interesting guy. He's a libertarian, but he actually works for the American Enterprise Institute, which is a neocon think tank. I'll never figure that out, but they probably pay him really, really well. The whole thesis of this book is that these communities, communities like this, wealthy, successful communities, they hew to these traditional American virtues of working hard, high workforce participation, strong marriages, uh, you know, getting an education, keeping the family together, keeping your health uh, as good as strong as, as you can, not participating in property crime and violent crime. And 
these communities, I'm sure, would all fall within Murray's about you know high high impact, uh, high functioning communities near the top of the top of the top of the top. What he argues in the book is, and this is my argument about New Mexico, is the people who engage in this kind of stuff don't preach what they practice. Okay, I'm not, Daddy's completely right. There's weird stuff about people in Los Alamos, but these successful communities, I lived for 11 years, I lived a lot of my life in Montclair, New Jersey, one of the wealthiest places in the Northeast. Uh, when USA Today in 2005 wanted to look at the reddest community in America and the bluest community in America, it found the reddest community in America was in Franklin, Tennessee. It found the bluest community in America was in Montclair, New Jersey, where I spent about 11 years taking care of my nephew. Every one of those people were just as kook left as the Los Alamos people. And I got a little secret about those rich bastards in Montclair, New Jersey, just like the people at Los Alamos. They worked their tails off. Okay, these were professionals who worked 80 to 100 hours. They, they got married later. They had kids later. They kept their marriages together. They loved their kids. They invested enormous. They took care of their health. They'd be out jogging or going to the gym. Uh, I always used to say that she'd, she'd go out, the baby would be up and she'd see all these people, you know, two minutes after six to get on the bus to go into the city at their, you know, our neighborhood, the neighborhood, my brother-in-law's neighborhood, not my neighborhood, across the street was a hedge fund guy. In the other direction was the chief forensic anthropologist for the city of New York. Uh, down the road was the guy who's discovered Avril Levine. Um, the, these people were very, very high-income people who worked their tails off, okay? The tippy top of American society now, ideologically and politically, has shifted way over to the left, okay? They don't preach what they actually practice in life. They live their lives like traditional conservatives, but and they live very successful lives. They have a lot of wealth and homes at the beach, and they travel the world every year. My, my nephew's been to more countries in Europe than I'll ever, I'll ever be in my life. Um Murray says that was the break. These people continued. To, that was the break in 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 uh, in 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 thinking by people at the upper echelon. People who live in these communities: Morgan County, Utah; Los Alamos, New Mexico; uh, Carver County, Minnesota. They, they live lives tremendous uh, forbearance, delayed gratification, socially conservative, the fan big with these people, and. They will never publicly say to America's underclass, and I, I, New Mexico, sadly, is a huge percentage of New Mexico is part of the underclass. They will never turn around and say, live a prosperous, fulfilling life. This is the path to success. A couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, the success sequence. At least get a high school degree. Get and keep a full-time job. Don't have kids out of wedlock. You will not be in poverty in the United States. Now we're talking about people who are way up the scale. They never turn around and say, hey, people who aren't as successful as we are, here's how we did it. Here's how we put the hours in. Uh, here's how we cracked the books. Uh, you know, Here's how we stayed away from a lot of unhealthy habits, whether it's smoking or getting obese or whatever. And we live very, very wealthy, fulfilling. This is how you can do it. But... We can't be judgmental in America anymore. We can't make, pass judgments. There's no judgments. There's no stigma anymore anymore in America. There's no shunning in America. Nobody's ever called out for being irresponsible. So these people at the upper echelon who did almost damn near everything right in their life, again, outside the ballot box, outside the ballot box, 
They've done almost everything right in their life, and they're ashamed of their success. They won't turn around because we can't make judgments in America anymore. They won't turn around and say, this is the path to a happy, safe, affluent life in America, and follow what we did, and we want to help you. They're liberal elites lost in, I don't know, self-hate, fear of being seen as judgmental, and they won't yeah, attempt to tell... That is true. They won't tell they won't tell the story of their success and try to bring up others with them. They go to their little enclaves like Los Alamos or Corrales, and you know, Corrales is 85% white, 85%. These great liberals that have the we we shall overcome sign across from the post office, they're 85% white, and they feel wonderful about themselves, and they never make any judgments about people who are doing badly in America, and they stick to their little communities, and they listen to NPR, uh, and they go to the, the, the farmer's market every Sunday. If these people became leaders, okay, and explained the path to success in America, instead of walling themselves off, and really, I think, being tremendous hypocrites, living this life, but never promoting this life of responsibility, the country could be uh, greatly improved. But they don't. Murray, coming apart, 10th anniversary, was absolutely right. And Los Alamos is one of these communities. I don't think there's any daylight between Eddie and I. We agree. Uh, I just take this as, uh, in, in terms of Los Alamos, you don't preach what you practice in these successful communities. You are hypocrites, and you're trying to separate yourself, whether it's private security or a gated compound or whatever, just to wall yourself off from the cultural rot in our country and in our state. Why don't you people, instead of being uh, 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 festering, okay, and marinating yourself in your smug liberalism, forward and say, you know what? We have worked our asses off to get where we are, and you know what? This is America. It's an amazing place. You can work your ass off, too, and have as much of the success as we have. But they won't do it, Eddie, because fundamentally, they are cowards. That is Murray's thesis, and I think he's on to something, and I think we see evidence, evidence of it right here in New Mexico. Mm. So uh, you brought up Brimfield, Ohio? I believe Brimfield County, Colorado. Uh, okay, what was in Ohio? What what, what county? county. Oh, uh, Delaware County, Ohio was was number ten. <clears throat> okay, all right. I was just trying to figure out what you had there. Um, so here's kind of uh, okay. So we don't disagree. Um, I happen to think that it's more that they are insulated. Um, when you described your thesis or Murray's thesis, then I think it's more of them having the white guilt. And they vote opposite of what they are, not to be exclusionary, but because they're trying to rid off that feeling of success. And I think yep. that's something in Protestantism, if you will. Um, they don't like to feel guilty about anything. Uh, you know, but Protestants don't. So generally, they don't commit the sin, not because they don't want to commit the sin. They don't commit the sin, uh, by and large, because they don't like the way that the sin makes them feel. Does that make sense? So yeah, okay, I think indeed, indeed. I think it's a way of sort of displacing themselves from the success that they feel traveling the world, spending the money, doing all the wonderful things that they do. So, you know, so it's either it's they're insulating themselves or they're trying to offset the white guilt. I think that kind of comes with all that. I think by and large, uh, a majority of every one of these communities is um, by and large white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Uh, Eddie, all, every single one of those top 10, I, I looked at the demographics, they're all, 80% plus white. I mean, that's just a fact. Whether you like it or not, it is yeah, what it is. You know. Yeah, and it is, but but I think, you know, here's why 
wouldn't they be proud to showcase what it is that they believe in and sell what they're doing instead of voting for the other side? Because, you know, they are voting liberal. <laughs> they're in personally within their own households. They're living very, very conservative lives. Like, why would you? And not that's the that's, that's the thing that people. Exactly. The thing that people on the right don't get, and I think I used to fall for it until I read Murray 10 years ago, this notion that, oh, wealthy enclaves, uh, it's Biff and it's Mimsy, and they spend all their time at the tennis court, and they're swapping wives and husbands. No, it is not. Charles Murray is a sociologist. He goes to the general social survey. He pours over all the data. The successful communities in America are overwhelmingly socially conservative in, in their temperament, in their behavior, not, not what they believe, not how they vote. Uh, I was talking about Montclair, New, Mexico, New, New Jersey, the bluest, according to USA Today in 2004, the bluest community in America. Everyone I knew, and I got to meet a lot of people in the neighborhood because you're always out there walking the baby and the stroller yeah. and everything, and I met the guy who found Avril Lavigne, and, and every person I knew that was married, no divorce, Right. children they love their children and they worked their tails off okay so this whole notion of these elite communities they're all you know they're all living they're all drugged out no they're not i've lived in one of those communities and the data yep. support those communities what's happening the, the, the communities that are falling apart with alcoholism and drug abuse and family fragmentation they're at the bottom of the socioeconomic scale and yep. that's why they're at the bottom of the socioeconomic scale because they made yep. such a god-awful mess of their lives so why are the people at the top holding a flag aloft and saying, follow me. This is the path to success because, Eddie, because you're dead. Enablers. You're dead on. It's guilt. They're it's enablers. guilt. Yep. Yep. There we go. All right. Let's uh, hit the top of the hour news. Good hour. Very, very, very good hour. I learned a lot and hopefully you did too. Third hour up next here for a Friday afternoon. Wide open. We'll be touching upon a lot of things. And thanks everybody for feeling good here in the neighborhood on this fabulous Friday.
house in New Orleans. The cold rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. In God, I knew I would. in the 505 with more 411 here for you, the third hour here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, AM 1600, FM and rockoftalk.com, hour three, you and me, the Dowd makes three, 3,000 uh, right here in the Kiva as uh, we are hanging out. Uh, Dowd, we got to improve your uh, speed there on your internet. So your, 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 your pipe is being hogged uh, I'm not sure by whom or what, but we're not getting a full video through. But we get we get freeze frame uh, little freeze frame, freeze, and there's nothing Dow can really do about it. I know what it is. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. It'll watch. It'll stay green there. And by the way, you're welcome to go ahead and join in the video conversation. You can go to rockoftalk.live, and I'll see you, and then I can add you if you want to jump in on your little phone and uh, whatever visual apparatus that you have. Uh, murder 67 last night, or I believe, um, yeah, up in, uh, Eubank, uh, by the Dion's Elizabeth, uh, area. Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. There it is. There he There's yet another one. So another one. Mike's on the case. Mike's on the case. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that earlier. I'm going to just kind of cycle through all the sort of loose ends. It's been a tremendous week. Doubt I'd like for you to see if you don't mind trumpeting again. Ah, I love that word, trumpeting, trumpeting again. Uh, our wins for the week. It's big. <laughs> um, let's see, YMCA. No, no interest in that. Don't forget the India Palace. Oh, we, why don't we start there? Uh, let's, let's, uh, do you mind doing that? Uh, <laughs> it's fine with uh, me. As a reminder, <laughs> as a reminder, I made the call immediately, uh, knowing what I know about woke whitey in New Mexico. And uh, sorry to phrase it that way. That's really what it is. So just too much. Like if if you're white and you have heritage, celebrate it. Like if you're Irish, like Dowd is, or British, or like Norwegian, or whatever you are. Like why do you apologize? How do you feel guilty? Like live your values. Live it. Live wherever you come from. Seriously. Like what's the difference between you celebrating your heritage and me celebrating being Mexican or? Hispanic or Native American or 4.6% black. I mean, what's why? Why? You know, just live it. Stop feeling guilty. Be proud of who you are. 
keep being American and celebrate what uh, your ethnic heritage f- from from the old days. You know, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. I want to hear. I want to uh, see your Swedish pancakes or I don't know your Russian borscht or whatever. I mean, just stop. corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, like, stop. I, where did I don't even know where this came from. Like, it wasn't enough. Somebody was sending me um, an, a text message in the middle of the night, and it said, "Black people have had their time." I'm like, "Why? Why do you?" And constantly trying to insist that I'm racist. Like, I don't care about race. I don't. I really don't. But the moment you make a point about race, you just said you want to rub it in my face. Oh, I'm going to press that button until it bothers you, because I think it's a stupid thing. It's a stupid thing to talk about race in any way shape or form i just i don't even know why anybody would bring up race you know in any way there's just it, it doesn't but if you want to go ahead and start you know um pushing your race on me and why i need to accept it or whatever then i'm gonna find the worst things about you i'm i don't have any other inclination other than to make an example out of you you know if you were to go oh don't you realize it's you know so-and-so month or this and that month. I'm like, no, I, I don't care. I don't care about your race, bro. I really don't. So. Eddie, I've said uh, before, uh, the, the, the least two interesting things about you as a human being when I meet a person uh, would be your skin pigmentation and what you do with your genitalia. I, 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 those are the least two interesting things about you. Tell me about what you've experienced in your life. Tell me about maybe any insights you've had in your life. Tell me about uh, things you've learned, things you've learned to do, things you've learned not to do. Tell me about your work. That to me is diversity. It's not these mm-hmm. stupid, superficial things. And in, in the blast today, the daily blast for subscribers, uh, and I think people get this about me. Uh, sometimes I'll put out links that are are there not to just so ev- to get everybody's head to to nod. Sometimes I send out links to just you know show how absurd uh, people on the other side can be. This was uh, not n- not ironically or or maybe maybe coincidentally the Los Alamos County Chairman. Uh, lifetime biologist scientist writing. Uh, he's the chair- current chairman for the uh, county council up there. Uh, all about uh, diversity in our community in Los Alamos. As we enter the last week of Pride Month and have recently celebrated Juneteenth, we should also take time to recognize and embrace the diversity of people in our community by taking the time to find ways to be more engaged and informed. We improve the quality of life for all of us. At the end of the day, do these people, do they even read? I think they just take like cut and paste jobs from websites and just kind of throw it in there. They're like, oh, this will make me look good. I don't have to actually think about what this means. Uh, This guy's a jerk. (laughs) I think there's just a, a high level of mental illness that's developed because people are trying to offset their guilt or gaslight other people or manipulate a situation to make themselves feel better because they have no way of sort of, you know, cathartically purging uh, out of their own lives what it is that they can't understand because they've grown up with a screwed up dad or a messed up mom or, you know, a brother or sister who abused them. And so they, do, they, they it, it manifests itself in different ways. And I hate to use that word manifest because it's like all people are saying uh, toxic and manifest and gaslight. I'm like, well, I do have to kind of use some of the words at some point uh, for my own usage. So, well, Eddie, worst of all, though, I think is the people who did not have a, maybe uh, a, a, a traumatic experience. They grew up maybe in a sort of normal middle class white community of which we have <laughs> hundreds of millions of Americans have grown up like that. And they saw their parents and their grandparents work hard. Maybe even they cracked a book or two and got a good job and got a skill set. But at the university level, 
uh, I won't name names, but there's someone in my family who suffered from this. Uh, they got indoctrinated at the university level and were told that your experience is not, you know, that your experience of multi-generational success, each generation getting better, working hard, having nothing to do with slavery if you grew up in Ohio or, or Connecticut or, or Minnesota, but somehow the stain of slavery or uh, misogyny or, you know, whatever your pop, whatever the current uh, victimization narrative is, uh, that stain is attached to you. But I didn't live that my life that way. My parents were pretty much hardworking. They didn't teach me to hate anyone. My grandparents worked even more than my parents. Every generation in my family, since our people arrived here, tried to make a better living for the next generation. We worked hard in places like farms and factories, uh, and now we mostly work in office buildings or at home. But uh, how, how am I associated with all of this oppression? Somehow they beat it into you. Uh, it wasn't your life experience. It's not the fam your family history. But you internalize this and accept it, and uh, I'm someone who didn't suffer from that affliction. Uh, I, yep. I never bought that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I got something to read. I'm going to share it uh, at that uh, towards the end of the show, just talking about uh, compromise. I think it's important for me to read on compromise. I think everyone is compromised. They're making compromises in their own life. You don't need to feel guilty about anything. If you believe in something, be able to uh, provide the reasons as to why you believe in something and follow through. And I think if we were more rational actors in that way, the world would be a better place because at least it would be honest. Mm -hmm. I think that that's an important thing. All right. So speaking of uh, dishonesty, um, the uh, <clears throat> India Palace, uh, two years on, Milan Simonich is uh, Milan Simonich, whatever his name is. Uh, has really taken on this thing. He says uh, he must think that I'm on to something. And here he is for his uh, second anniversary. It was the day after where I stated that this was a fake hate crime immediately. Um, and it seems like it is coming out as such, Dowd, uh, the latest. <laughs> Folks, uh, if you were listening that day, you probably heard me clam up because I am not as bold a human being as Eddie Aragon, uh, as that old quote from some British statesman said it about another one. I wish I were as confident of one thing as he is about everything. Uh, my life my life would be different. Uh, Eddie went out on a limb, and uh, Mr. Aragon is looking better and better as we enter year three of the India Palace, uh, quote-unquote, hate crime. Uh, this happened up in Santa Fe, as, as we all know, as, as New Mexicans, native New Mexicans, or, or moved here New Mexicans. Santa Fe, the hotbed of white supremacy uh, for the nation, really. Um, you know, not a day goes by when I'm up in Santa Fe and I don't see, you know, skinheads and Nazis <laughs> marching in the streets. Uh, a place called India Palace, a restaurant, a, a uh, own, you know, small, own, owned locally, not, not, not a chain. Uh, it was broken into about two years ago. Uh, I think it was either yesterday or the day before. We're, we're at the two-year anniversary. Uh, this week marks the two-year anniversary. Uh, damage, uh, vandalism, spray painting, go go back to your country, Trump 2020. Uh, of course, this was back in, in June, several months before the, the election of 2020. The uh, Well, we all know what happened in 2020, or, or we're, we're eventually finding out what happened in 2020 years later. So uh, everyone in Santa Fe, I uh, used the term high dudgeon earlier. They went into high dudgeon, Alan Weber, the police department hate crime. We don't. We don't have this kind of uh, 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 you know Trump support and white supremacy in our community. This isn't the Santa Fe we know. Uh, our beloved, uh, our favorite member of the New Mexico House of Representatives, uh, Andrea Romero. Uh, I believe she had a kind of a teary comment she gave to one media outlet about uh, what would what would spark the kind of hate that prompted such an event like this. You know what, what's wrong with these people? These people are obviously in such pain. 
Well, according to Santa Fe's uh, political columnist up there, uh, Milan, no one has been arrested uh, at this uh, regarding this event at the India Palace in what police believe was either a race-based attack or an inside job for financial gain, such as insurance proceeds. You literally, literally wrote that? He literally wrote it. Uh, Santa Fe Police Chief Paul Joy told the columnist earlier in the year, we got to the point that we weren't able to rule out that people associated with the restaurant could be involved. Uh, once again, the scrawled spray paint on the walls included phrases like white power and go back to your country and Trump 2020. Uh, I think Mr. Semenichiretti is reinventing history a little bit because in his column uh, this week, he writes, skeptics, skeptics suspected the crime was staged. The reference to a Republican president, a tactic to steer investigators toward far-right groups. Uh, Milan, I don't remember any skeptics except for one who stands out two years ago. Uh, I read your newspaper. Uh, I read the coverage. Uh, I, read, I read the Santa Fe Reporter. I don't remember anyone at the time saying that they didn't buy the official narrative, except for one person, a guy I know down in Albuquerque, who went on the air the next day to say uh, he was highly skeptical. So don't, don't trot out this, there were skeptics at the time. There were not skeptics at the time. I'm aware of one person, one person who doubted the official story at the time. Don't reinvent history. Some of us keep track of these kind of things. Uh, so India Palace, it was operated for 30 years, uh, 227 Don Gaspar Avenue, until the attack eventually shuttered it. Now, the name of the owner, Baljeet Singh, he was the owner. He temporarily reopened. Of course, this was all covered in the media. We won't let hate prosper in our community. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming back. Uh, now, the facility is permanently closed. Uh, the columnist could not connect with the owner. His calls to the cell phone were met with a recording saying the number was working, but no messages were uh, accepted. I think probably the ugliest Part of this, Eddie, is the Santa Fe police washing their hands of this and handing it off to the FBI, which uh, what we know about the FBI that, well, given the choice between the Santa Fe cops and the FBI, Santa Fe cops, FBI, Santa Fe cops, FBI, the crime remains unsolved no matter who was looking into it. FBI spokesman Frank Fisher says the case is quote-unquote active, but he said little else, quote, I cannot provide updates so as not to jeopardize, this is what they always say, jeopardize the investigation or privacy of possible victims. Uh, Kind-hearted people from Santa Fe and faraway places rally behind India Palace, according to Milan. Uh, I'll correct that for him. Uh, fathead liberals from Santa Fe and faraway places rallied behind India Palace. Uh, those generous people know as little about the vandalism as they did in 20. 20. So the people who went out and made statements and raised money for these people, they are still wondering what the H-E double hockey sticks happened two years in. We're about to begin. We just began year three. And uh, the white supremacists have never been charged. The Trump supporters, the cuffs have never been put on the MAGA crowd for the worst hate crime in the history of the land of enchantment. Uh, as you all know, I ride herd on Mr. Aragon. I record everything he does and says. Nothing he has done in the last two years has looked as good as his skepticism on day one of this. And I think ultimately, Eddie will be completely vindicated. And I say, kudos, sir. I will raise my water glass to you, oh, Eddie Aragon, right again. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's go back and let's uh, pick this apart. I've actually eaten at the India Palace. Uh, inside the India Palace, or when it was there, and you can see where he has the N-word, stuff crossed out, um, literally photos spray painted on. 
the photos that are spray painted on and the cross and all that stuff are actually pictures of him with Democrats. Um, are, are every picture that he has of himself in his place are pictures with Democrat leaders, people like Bill Richardson, Michelle Lujan Grisham. These are all people that were on the walls. And you can literally go and look online in the India Palace, and you can see where he has that. Uh, uh, let's let's read some of these scrawlings. There's there's the one I, I know of for sure. There he is uh, right underneath that menu. Then you can see all the, the various photos that he has of himself uh, with prominent politicians. And I remember eating in that dining room there. Good food. I, I like it a lot. Um, but you can see it. And was it uh, Bajit Singh? That is? Yes. Baljeet, I think, yes. Baljeet. Famous uh, Indian name. Um, what's really interesting is uh, white people would literally have no reason to attack people from India. Uh, by and large, people from India love to marry many white people. I don't know if anybody is aware of that. that, that I, one of my best friends. Her name is Aruna Dota Paneni, and she's a great person. Consistently loved with only white people, um, by the way. Uh, she Blonde hair, blue eyes, that's what she was interested in. And I don't see any sort of hatred directed towards people from India. Um, now, <laughs> as if it wasn't enough for me to add uh, more to this, does anybody know what happened exactly seven days prior to this? Yes. Yep. Something very important happened. And there was a way, there was a way that this person could capture and capitalize after restaurants were being shut down. Okay. Maybe didn't want to apply for PPP or didn't want to go ahead and keep his restaurant open, or this is the time to go ahead and pick up and move. And this is our opportunity. Okay. India Palace is a well-known place. I mean, people would go and eat there. I mean, it's who doesn't love, honestly, Buzz, Mahdi Rice, or Rajeshana Delhi, or any of this stuff? Like, have you had th these things? Uh, orange, mango, lassi, or any of these types of, like, it is good food. Good food, right? Or the naan. Who doesn't love naan? I mean, honestly, is there something wrong with you? Like, naan is as good as sopapillas. Or maybe better, actually. Oh, yeah. Have you Sacrilege. Not? Sacrilege! No, no, I'm telling you right now. You have good go to go to Taj, go to the Taj, and it's a great place to go to. Uh, but Basmati rice, at bar none, the best, the best rice there is, especially if it's done right. I love Merjushana Deli, which is like one of my favorite things to eat. Uh, it's been some time since I've eaten it. It's basically like an orange lemony sauce chicken, uh, which you'll love, and it's it's bottomless. You will you will you will stuff your belly until you're full. So, okay, so back to. <clears throat> the opportunity here. This wasn't the only staged event in Albuquerque. Does anybody happen to know what happened 25 days before that? Dowd? Uh, I believe the Onyate? Uh, that, that's, that's the one seven days before. What happened 25 days before that? 25 days? Mm -hmm. Late May. Well, I mean... Yeah, uh, up in yeah up in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I mean, there yeah, yeah. Now, what yeah. was what was parading its uh, way all the way through? Let's see. Let's go back and let's go. A change is gonna <laughs> come cumulus. 
Um, uh, just for the record, Eddie, one week one week before this uh, alleged hate crime, also Rayshard Brooks. Remember the, the one down in Atlanta, uh, the guy who attacked the cops at, at the Wendy's, and uh, that became you know the, the the new George Floyd. A couple of weeks after, he was George Floyd 2.0. So this was this was the summer of rage raging uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. cities were burning, and yeah. I'm sorry, June 12th was Rayshard Brooks, the uh, the African-American man shot by a white officer that uh, stole the taser and was shooting at them. He was drunk, passed out at the Wendy's, causing a public risk, but people, that, that for was, some reason... That was what day again? Uh, that was the 12th of June, so you're talking about 11 days before Santa Fe or India Palace. Okay. Lot, a whole lot of crazy in the country around that, around that time. <laughs> so these people, if we're to follow Simon... Simonich, Simon Dylan, what Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Oh, what's his name? Simon Millen. What is the, the Joe Monahan of Santa Fe? I call him usually. <laughs> okay, so if we're to find all of this, the opportunity came um, to participate and to seek um, a form of reparations. I think let's 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 take that. Okay, and they saw the opportunity. They created their own hate crime, thinking that the windfall of money would come, save them. They could become a story, become successful. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why didn't they, you know, maybe branch out or had multiple locations or something along those lines? You have to kind of think about that, things in those terms. So what would be smarter, better? What would be a, a more um, astute sort of business move to make? Now, you've seen people who, who don't know, and I've known these people. Okay? There's literally, remember, you guys have all heard the story. Someone burned their place down, uh, broke into their own place, yep. you know, whatever they decided to go ahead and do. It's, it's what my, uh, my grandparents' generation in a less sensitive time, Eddie, would call Jewish lightning. But uh, okay. we, we, we can't make those kind of cracks anymore. So, so I, um, I didn't say that. I was accused of staging my vehicle. Uh, being stolen. Remember that. Yes, so, yes, 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 yes. The person involved uh, with making those accusations also came after me for living in my office. Let's not forget that she was one of two people uh, who's, uh, by the way, uh, Raj is now getting looked at for soliciting prostitutes in Colorado, and uh, the other person is nowhere to be seen. Uh, I got accused of this. So this is ultimate in gaslighting. What happened at Onyate was planned, um, and I'll lay it out for you real simply right here. Okay. There was nothing that was supposed to happen on those days other than certain people were called. I happen to have, have had conversations with certain people who were also there. Okay. And they were notified via Facebook to go to the plaza at this particular point. They created this online that the quote unquote white supremacists are going to be there. And then you had one guy, dumbass that he was, to show up with a gun. Um, despite the fact that he was justified in his use of force uh, because he was being attacked, he shouldn't have been there with anything, given what was happening. And there's lots of video. I have all of it, 100% of it. Okay. Just FYI. <laughs> all right there. All right. And you can also go to IHateEddieUragon.com. That was another staged event. And it was an attempt to go ahead and uh, sort of curry favor for uh, Democrat Sheriff Manny Gonzalez. So that Manny Gonzalez could 
you know, sort of benefit from the cultural underpinnings of, well, see, don't you see, um, this is an unsafe space and they want to topple our, um, conservative heritage. Um, I mean, this is like, like you create fake events. We saw this happening at the ghetto Smiths, um, when there was a fake Muslim attack, uh, that was created. And remember we uncovered all of that stuff. And I still have the reports from that back in the day. These events are, are set off to create an opportunity for themselves. Uh, Rayshard Brooks, not that he just, the dumbass was drunk, fell asleep and decided to go ahead and run from the cops. And I believe both decided to, and they, then they burned the Wendy's to the ground and thought that, oh, hey, that's totally fine just to burn to the Wendy's to the ground, I guess. Uh, George Floyd, I mean, that was a guy who was literally had a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. But because someone put a knee on his neck, you finally have a uh, police officer who's guilty for his death, despite the fact that, uh, according to coroner reports, uh, he did not die of uh, the lethal force to his neck, but he died because of the lethal amount of fentanyl. Uh, dope, including meth, pot and alcohol in his system and the guy was out of his mind totally. uh, and and a smoker and in bad health and had just had covid <laughs> and in a paycheck sport and, uh, and and performed in porn movies and 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 and, and, and. okay so um back to the india palace based upon what mylan is saying and I'll fly under his cover right now, even though I'm the one that said it first. And you have, how, how could an insurance, uh, I would ask the question, has an insurance claim been paid? Good question. Mylan Simonich. I mean, on uh, India Palace. Why, why wouldn't Mylan, instead of just ask the question openly, why wouldn't, it's pretty easy to find, was an was a insurance claim made on, on that? Uh, that's that's be all, all you'd have to find out. I think, given that it's in the public, could you IPRA it? Huh. Could you locate the owner of India Palace if you had to? If push came to shove, could I locate the owner? Could I ask him? Could I interview him? If he's being written about and he's no response, and there's no response to it, why is the owner of India Palace not responding? How come there's no trail of questions, interviews, you know, investigations? How come there's just large spaces of time from a quote-unquote Democrat uh, operative, if you will, who operates as a restaurateur who may or may not have staged, according to Mylan Simonich, again, I'm playing under his cover because he's now written it. Okay? He's written it. I've stated it. I asked the question. He's committed it to pen and paper under the auspices of the Santa Fe New Mexican, which um, puts him in the slander zone. It does. Is that fair? Yeah, you you are on thin ice. If, if he he didn't say it directly, but highly suggestive. So we are now in in this territory. Now, <clears throat> I happen to know all of the guys that were there on the plaza when the Onyate stat, statue was tumbling, and they gave me even more information than I should have. Okay, and these were good guys. They were there to protect. They were there when they were asked to put their arms away. They put them down. There was no fight between the, either the police 
for the guys that who were there and they were was the New Mexico at Civil Guard? Is that what they were? Uh, New Mexico Civil Guard, yeah. And and Baca was not a member of the Civil Guard. He was there. Not, I can assure you, based upon what these guys have said, they're definitely <laughs> not a member. Okay. But make no mistake about it, even that was a setup. Believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. There's so much more to these stories. There really is. There's so much staging, so much involvement, you know, so much false information. This is all they do. They've got nothing better to do with their time. And remember, all of these people, and 100% of them, okay, are either A, controlled opposition, meant to drive you down, mean don't follow them, or B, B, operating for the other side, not as controlled opposition, but literally to instigate the fights. Let's go back to the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico, right? When they didn't they try to blame me for uh, the what is it when when the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico was was um, I don't know they they vandalized it. Remember that? Remember they was like oh oh right they, yeah yeah yeah. They try, to, they try to blame them like I'm literally operating out of the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico the following year because I had nothing to do with it and. You know, we found who it was, and we're like, okay, this is exactly who's doing it. Like, stop doing this. It's just stupid. You know, we're not that we're not that stupid, okay? and we're pretty well connected. The more people than even you're connected to, so just just stop doing this foolishness. You don't need to gaslight the entire marketplace and make it seem if it's, as to, if, if it's something else. You know, um, I don't know if there's anything else I can say on this stuff. We'll wait for year three or year four, year five, year 10. Will we hear anything? I'd love to do the interview. The guy comes and tells me he made an insurance claim. He claimed it and he have the, that in the case of my, my radio tower, I was told specifically by the people who filmed it, including KRQE, not to disseminate the video information because it was not my property. I have the email. After my stuff was taken down on FM, they literally, literally said, do not, do not, this isn't your, well, it was my property. I was the only station that was wrecked. Did anybody, did 4, 7, 13, did anybody, did the Albuquerque Journal, did anybody cover? Did one person cover? One person. Apparently, the FBI found out who it was. They made sure that that information got back. Well, who, who it was, was there any recovery? Did I make an insurance claim after my thing was? No, because it wasn't my property. It was a lease. It's a leasehold. I couldn't insure it. It didn't belong to me. But there were plenty of people who wanted us off the air at that time for an entire month I was off the air. You know how, how hard I've had to fight to keep, stay and keep things <laughs> you guys continue 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 okay we do it all the time because we know what we we know what's happened we know what's right we've shed the light and you just you, you don't get it you don't get it you don't know where the real fight is you don't know where the real war is i can step out of nowhere after being silent for five months and literally with one email just lay lay waste to you And if you don't think I'm paying attention to every little thing and 
thing what's really going on and we're not really focused on you know unseating these democrats and you're trying to throw us off balance so we're we're, we're afraid to do this or that i've got nothing to lose we've already lost everything how many times over you could say we lost a mayoral election. You could say we lost a CD1 race. You could say we lost a radio station. We could say we lost a state party chair. You could say we lost direction. We just keep punching, keep fighting back. Okay? And, and you, you know the worst part about it is if actually something physically happened to me. If you physically actually did something to me, I would be 10 times stronger. Because there would be that many more people who would be like, what the heck happened over there? There's a guy they tried. They, they, they wouldn't even bring me up on the other radio station. <laughs> They literally would not publish a single thing. They, they reduced my numbers, even though I knew that they were twice what they were. And they tried to say, well, you're not going to get any votes. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. Believe it or not, people actually love me. Many people love me. And I hear from them every single day. And I know what they want. I know they need what they need. I know where we're at in this big fight of ours. We're going to do it. Yes, we're going to do it with a guy like Mark Ronchetti. And no, he's not a weatherman. He's your gubernatorial candidate who's a Republican, and you better get your ass behind him. Right now, the controlled opposition is anybody who's fighting against him and anybody underneath him. And I don't care about you guys. What the hell are you going to fight Jay McCluskey for? How, 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 much, how stupid is that? But the only shot we have, and you're going to fight the only thing that could possibly deliver a victory. Like, you have your head completely up your ass. You're stupid. And for all you gubernatorial candidates who tried to, you know, throw Jay McCluskey under the bus or tried to throw Mark Ronchetti under the bus, you're stupid. You're a stupid person. Because I am not, I am not going to let what happened to me happen to Mark Ronchetti or anybody else who's trying to fight on the right side of things, period. Just not going to do it. We are going to change this state. We are going to win this year. I'm not dreaming Michelle Lujan Grisham, okay? Because uh, I don't think about this stuff all the time. I literally just want a better state. And I know that they're in the way. I know Richardson. I know Grisham. I know all these people. And we, we pulled up a little with Cologne and, and, and Hector. We're, we're getting a little bit fortunate here, Okay. Hopefully they hate each other enough, just enough to let a little daylight in. Hopefully, hopefully Cologne decides to go ahead and run for Senate, replace uh, Martin Heinrich. Not that I'm pulling for Cologne. Okay? I don't know if Susanna Martinez is going to run or who's going to run for, for U.S. Senate, but whatever that happens to be, we'll, we'll cross that bridge once we get there. There's a lot of opportunity, folks. I just want you to not miss out on it. Out is doing tremendous work. You know, we've got... You know, our patriots uh, who are well-behaved, they're not the idiot patriots who are supporting Jay Block. <laughs> oh God, no Watching Jay Block in, it, do anything was just like the total... I had to leave the room several... When he was speaking, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, Jay, what, pull your head out of your ass, bro. Like, you are... You've lost your mind. I don't know what it is that you're talking about right now, but it isn't about winning the gubernatorial. I don't even know what you're warring against be helping so much more than you are and i was like oh go rah rah wrong okay great go take pictures go you know jump on board act like your friends whatever you want to do okay and for the rest of you guys who are just you know you're gonna stick to your guns and i'm gonna jump behind carabadoni you're even stupider you're even stupider
There's one, one candidate, one way we win, period. Please don't let me have to motivate you individually. Please. Okay. I, I don't have the energy to do it. Plus, I'm not that interested. Okay. This is Mark's race to lose. Don't get in the way. Okay. Don't get in the way. It's not a threat. I'm just telling you, don't do it. Okay. If you're going to keep slapping stuff out there and rhino stuff, and I don't care. Okay. Put all that crap away. This is a once in a lifetime shot. This is a silver bullet, folks. You better shoot it. You better shoot it. I told Mark I was supporting Zanetti before the race. If he gets through, I would completely support him. And not only am I a man of my word, but I'm going to make sure that Mark Ronchetti, I'm going to do everything in my power, and you better make the same commitment I am. I cannot live in a state like this any longer. I've seen it burn to the ground. I've seen the Energy Transition Act. I've seen all this crap happen. I can't live here. People picking up, leaving, hating, making fun of New Mexico. I can't make fun of New Mexico because I love this place so much. I do. I love it. I don't even think about the Espanola police blotter. Speaking of making fun, did, did they did they roll it out? I'm still pestering them. Oh I get no God. response. No response. Yeah, Robert Aragon uh, making sure that going out of the, <laughs> no more no more racism. No more no racism. More racism. <laughs> Eddie's a racist. <laughs> Bro, stop. Cut, cut your crap. Cut your crap. All right. Um, come on, guys. Just get it together for one year. Okay? Then you can pick all your fights with me later on. Can you guys do that? Okay. Because if Michelle Lujan Grisham is elected, I'm gone. I'm I'm literally just I'm I'm out. I can't live. I can't live through a lame duck uh, governorship. Okay. And if you hate me more than you want Mark Ronchetti to win, you've got serious mental issues. Seriously, because we're fighting every single day. And the controlled opposition of the Republican Party, you guys are moronic. Seriously. Well, there was, I bet you there's not 40 people at your stupid meeting tonight that you paid four grand for. And yes, I got people in the room. Got everybody feeding me information all the time. Stop it. Okay? Get behind. Go, go donate your time. Go, go max out to Mark Ronchetti. Get your crap together. Let's take the state back. Let's get a bunch of Republicans. I don't care if they're... 5% Republican. Make sure you get them elected at this point. Seriously, just get them elected, okay? And this is a big win for Trump this week. Bravo. Those Supreme Court wins. Dow, do you, uh, the, the big ones, do you, do you have a list of them somewhere? Uh, well, you know, the three big this week were school choice, uh, gun rights, and yep. abortion. So, uh, you know, a wise man, ladies and gentlemen, many years ago, uh, right before the election, wrote in the Palm Beach Post, I think this author was D. Dowd Muska, another four years... <laughs> of Trump picking federal judges is desirable. <laughs> Exhibit A, William Stickman IV. Last month, the federal jurist ruled that the draconian COVID-19 measures imposed by Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania violated uh. both the First and the Fourteenth Amendments. This is an example of why Trump picks good judges. There it is. There it is. All right, uh, later on, so top five is brought to you by D. Muska and the rockoftalk.chat. 
Yeah, folks, uh, you picked them. You picked them. The top five uh, are subscribers. These are the links you were interested in most. Uh, number one, Ben Ray Lujan issues a statement on the uh, Supreme Court decision on the Second Amendment. Uh, ben Ray doesn't know which end the bullet comes out of, but he, he issued a statement. Uh, number two, great well, essay in The um, Federalist. Uh, women do not need to make a lot of money to start a family. Don't let economic considerations uh, have you be a non-breeder. Uh, number three, West Point is now teaching critical race theory. I'm sure our listeners who are graduates of the, of the service academies are thrilled about that. Uh, number four, uh, downtown Albuquerque is going to be completely revived according to the city because they're doing more bike paths. Uh, we love bike paths. That's going to revive downtown Albuquerque. And uh, number four, and number five, uh, the county council chair in Los Alamos wrote an essay about how woke he is. He's wonderful. There you go. We'll see you bright and early Monday at uh, 4 p.m. Uh, a little bit of an augmented uh, uh, show that we're going to do. This is honor of India Palace and honor of Led Zeppelin. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you tomorrow at uh, 7 a.m. Oh, I like it. I'm a traveler of both time and space. Be where I have been. Sit with elders of a generation. Girls seldom sleep. Talk of days for which they sit and wait. All will be Sounds 
is the sun, there's the ground. In my eyes, you would say.